Good morning, world, uh, internet world, radio world, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on. Thank you very much for returning for the Kenneth Stu Show, episode 30, the big 3 Episode uh, 30. We, we are now, officially, because of the sheer volume of content that is coming out at the moment, we are now rebranding this the Ken and MCU Show. Um, oh. so, so welcome, Mr. MCU. I'm not I won't I won't answer to that. Um, I won't answer that even Mr. to the joke. Why are you, why are you... I will stonewall your joke. <laughs> why? I will fucking are you being put so up. Difficult, Mr. I will MCU. put up. I will st- <laughs> I will absolutely no sell this. I'm not having it. I'm going to hulk up. <laughs> it's almost like Mr. MCU has been kicked out of the recording booth and Stu has in fact come in to to um demolish this this um, fine podcast that I'd planned for you. Um, I'm yeah. very sorry about that, listeners. Um, well, I'm sorry that you're not going to get your MCU show. I mean, we're going to talk about the MCU. But. Uh, yeah, well, well, Mr. MCU is much more positive than than you, so that's why I replaced you. That's but, because uh, he's pay- he's he's a he's an extension of a corporation. Ken? Which there is no corporation. <laughs> MCU is just a is just a global feeling of of joy. It's the MCU. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm, I refuse to be baited. Okay, fair enough. It. Fair enough. I, I, I'm not having it, listeners. That you didn't take the bait this time. The, the line was there. There was a big fat juicy worm on it. The thing, it, the yeah. thing is, I, I was getting genuinely fucked off, and I'm like, <laughs> don't do it. Don't don't get fucked off. It's a thirtieth episode. Thirtieth episode. You got you got to so, be nice. You got to be normal. You got to remember. You got to keep. You got to be reasonable. If you're reviewing stuff. That's if it, you're talking exactly. about stuff, you've got to have some credibility. You can't just come in and steam them. So get your, um, get I've got to be credible. Cap on. I'm putting, yeah. I'm putting me more objective hat on. Uh, can't guarantee that I will not say something fairly offensive about the MCU. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, uh, I will do my best not to. But anyway, listeners. Even though is... it is the lowest possible common denominator, the lowest denominator of fucking entertainment <laughs> nowadays, it is the pits. Is the, I had a shit this morning and it was the MCU. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> and as it as you flushed it off, it just went, oh yeah. Yeah, as I flushed it, right at the last as the last little sausage of shit disappeared, yeah. it teased the next one. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a it was a yeah. post credits, yeah. Just, yeah that, but, oh that, coming coming next, uh, a hemorrhoid, great. <laughs> 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 and then later there's gonna be an Avengers and all of my different anal diseases are gonna come right, together yeah, yeah. so oh, unspectacular. Wow. That yeah. is I mean, that is terrifying. Um Hemorrhoid, I Fisher. We have diarrhea. Yet, um, we have not yet launched Ken and Stew's medical corner, where we can address all these different issues. Um, and maybe this was not the best way to open our, you know, spanking thirtieth episode. We are talking about my ass disease. Talking about your ass. I mean, we are consistent. We are consistent. You know, you, mm. you know what you're getting by this point, listeners. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's the big three O. Um, it's the Ken and Stew show's thirtieth birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, frankly, we're feeling a little bit too old, a little bit past this shit, and mm-hmm. um, wondering when death will um, arrive. I don't even like films anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just totally over them. Someone um, go to me. I tried to watch The Green Knight last night. It's supposed to be really great. Yeah. And I stuck it on, and I was just like, this is a load of fucking wank. Put yeah. it off. I'll, I'll do you one better, Stu. Yeah. I don't even like anything. 
Oh man, that is actually better. That is actually better. Yeah, I didn't even. You've lost. You've lost. Oh mate. Well, I mean, well, you know, I thought you were going to say something new then. Yeah. Well, Um, you know. (laughs) Well, I like you. I like you. Uh, I think you're good. I kind of like you. I think you're good, mate. (laughs) Well, I'm. You're a little bit younger than me, so you haven't haven't quite reached that that age yet where you just give up. You know. So yeah. The the thing is, this is why I need you. Like, if I was doing the show by myself, it would just like it yeah. would be sour as fuck at this point, and nobody. Yeah, but you need listening. me, the ray of sunshine. I need you, the positive, just, like, like yeah. um, much like you know the end of Fantasia when it when it gets um that last chapter of Fantasia when it gets really dark and then they start singing Ave Maria and the light yeah. just bursts through the clouds and just like ev- evaporates all the evil. That is what you are. That is your yeah. contribution. To, to this to this show and indeed our association. I just thought of that video where the guy goes, "Hey, money!" and then slaps her really hard. <laughs> I forgot all about that piece of domestic violence. <laughs> I mean, w- let's review that instead of the list that we've got. To be honest, because I I could unpack that for days. Imagine if in ten years' time we're doing this and we end up reviewing memes. Um, because mov- movies is finished, like we've movies, movies is finished. <laughs> we've we've seen every we've reviewed every film ever made. We've reviewed every film ever made. They're not we're making any more because the MCU took over the entire industry and then collapsed. Right? Yeah, it just, just destroying like, the classic to make movies. It was like a game uh, of Uno. Yeah, and um, it, it was the MCU Uno. Hey, I was uh, going to say that if you didn't, and um, yeah, it just it just collapsed because there would. I bet that exists. Support. Uno MCU edition pictures of Spider Man oh. on it and that. For fuck's sake. J. Uh, Jonah Jameson loves it because it's got pictures of Spider-Man on it. Yeah. Well, what you do is, like, the, the main block is Thanos, and when you take that out, you know, half the tower just collapses. Is a reference to, you know, when he annihilated half the uh, population in the universe. Aren't you describing Jenga, though, and not Uno? Uh, um, yeah, I am. How <laughs> 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 oh, can... I think we want to unpack what happened think... there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fucking idiot! Right, here's the thing. No, I am not. I'm like we've built up such a relationship with these people, you know, our valued listeners. That I am not going to try and save face. Um, I was doing that completely unironically, and I yeah. got that bang wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, well, I mean, I can't. You know, it would be it would be remiss of me to pretend that I'm not capable of such errors. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. um the only explanation that I can give is mm. that uh, I'm an idiot. Um, and I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm, I, I just you can yeah, you could double down. You could say like, actually, I, the only explanation I can give is I don't know shit about board games because I'm not a fucking nerdling. Well, yeah. Well, I, I could have done. I'm cool. That, I'm I'd, cool. I'd rather be more honest because I do know these mm. games. And um, yeah, more I like do, you'd I rather do. be you'd rather be moronic, more like. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> hey, hey. Thank, thanks, thanks very much for supporting me through this um, dark hour, Stu. This is why. Yeah, this is why you're the ray of shit. sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of um, a ray of sunshine, speaking of eating shit, and speaking of like terrible moronic crap. Oh God! Should is we the, should we review? Should, should we talk about talk, talk about something? Uh, I can see. I was going to say, should going. we talk? Should we talk about Loki? Yo. <laughs> Hang on, you said something shit and appalling and toxic, and now we're talking about Loki, which has been really good. Mm. I would love to hear why on fuck's 
earth you could possibly think that. And that sounds very hostile, I apologise. That, that, is, that is very solid. Are you sure that objective hurt didn't fall off? I am... I I I, th- I think you, you can't conflate me being more objective with me saying that I think something I didn't like is good because um, I didn't like Loki. Uh, okay. I'm gonna I will I will reasonably attempt to explain why. But I would I, I have would seen love... I have seen people online say that they thought it was incredible, and that mm. makes my head itch because okay. I can't conceive of any. Even if you didn't dislike it. I couldn't see anything about it that was in any way incredible. Like, what did it stretch? What did it... I, I, I don't understand why it was supposed to be good. Okay. And okay. I, I tried I'm... to... I watched all of it. It took me a long time to watch it because I was just so <coughs> fucked off with it. But it did take you... It took you longer than I thought it would, actually. Credit, you... credit where it's due that I actually did watch all of it. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. credit where it's due. After, I think, the second and third episodes, I was kind of like... Uh, yeah, this is okay. This isn't bad. I quite like this. I think the second episode in particular, I was like, this is quite good. This is interesting. I wonder the where second, they're going with this. The second episode, if I remember correctly, um, yeah, yeah. let's just start talking about it. Because we both agreed, right, that the first episode yeah. was shank, right? I, I mean, I, did, I thought it was a bit like, it was just kind of rambling exposition-y, really. Yeah, it, it was a 50-minute yeah. exposition dump, which for me yeah. just felt like at this stage in the MCU... Why do we have to sit through fifty minutes of exposition? Like we should be, mm. we should be further on it than this. And I understand, given the like, you know, the rest of the series, I understand why it needed to do that. But it was so ungraceful and lumpen. It just felt fucking weird. It felt really fucking weird to see this like basically MCU highlights reel in the middle of the episode as well, where they basically just show footage from the other films to catch him up on it. That it, the whole thing just was like, you know, it, it was just like a wet fart basically that first episode, and I thought, yeah, this is this is I'm not going to enjoy this. Um, the second episode though was from that for me just like a massive step up in quality, and I that's think how it, I recall it. I can't recall which one the second episode was. Is that when they first go out into the world? I can't. Remember. Yeah, yeah, it's when he first um, talks about what they're what they're hunting, basically, which is obviously a, a Loki variant. And um, yeah, it's it's him. There's a lot of time they spend in the library, I think, when they're doing research yeah. together. And they have this really him and I really liked that partnership, him and um, Owen Wilson's character. And they they're sitting in there having this conversation about the different aspects of like faith and stuff like that, like what what belief is based on. And it was at that point I went, yeah, I'm actually quite digging this uh, this time around, and was hoping that that they were laying a much better foundation in the second episode for what was to come. And I ended up really really enjoying the rest of the series. Um, but from what we had in episode one, which was substandard to me. Um, that second episode was just, yeah, a, a huge, huge leap forward. I, I was, um, I wasn't really taken with, um, I don't think any of the other characters. I, I thought Loki's, I thought Tom was good. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, uh, he's, he's always, he's difficult, he's always worth watching. He's difficult not to enjoy in that role, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I felt like it took... A lot of shortcuts, which is kind of weird because they really didn't take storytelling shortcuts. They they just not really. They they were quite thorough about how they set up and executed everything. Mm-hmm. But I felt like 
Loki's change of heart towards Sylvie was just like a finger snap. It was just like, okay, now this. I didn't think that they'd put enough groundwork in to make any reason why they would suddenly feel that way. Do you know? Um, and I didn't you... think that she was an interesting character in the slightest, from top to tip. Like nothing about her was interesting to me. They they I... introduced her as this mysterious, powerful like entity who you don't really get a good glimpse at, and you think, "Holy shit, who is this?" And it turns mm. out that they're actually just kind of shit. Like they're just kind of a crap, whiny version of Loki, like who spends the whole time pouting I and being quite... a misery guts. Didn't like her. I quite liked um, initially the idea, like obviously, you know, she's using this uh, enchanting power, and the idea is that basically because of that, she could be anybody. Um, I thought that, Which they that never was never executed, yeah. like ever. Well, yeah, I mean, they they kind of lost it after that maybe second third episode, obviously when they when we find out who who she actually was. Um, I don't know that she massively interested me as her own character but I did quite enjoy those two together um, they have that bit on the train where they're sitting like talking and then he starts singing that quite Nordic sounding um, song uh, and it, it's weird because I, I you know we talked talking about Asgard and stuff and like obviously it's like Norse mythology but you never mm. we've never really got any real indicators of that throughout the films apart from you know obviously where where they end up after um uh in endgame and like brief hints at it in, in ragnarok i think so that that was really nice i quite liked them together but there was a weird point for me in that episode and i don't know whether you thought about this but it was the reveal of uh loki's uh bisexuality and the weird point for me was it was because it was a very just it was like an off the cuff mention, and I thought, okay, it's it's hmm. kind of nice that they're not like making a huge deal out of that because essentially well, they would they wouldn't because they, Disney no, wouldn't dare Disney wouldn't. wouldn't have the balls to do that. But also the the point of it is that you know it should be you know this kind of thing should be so commonplace at a certain point that it shouldn't be a big deal to have that reveal about a character, right? Well, right. But, no. but the the weird thing for me was sitting thinking about it like the two characters that we've had in the MCU who have yeah. who have been hinted at or revealed to be you know bisexual um, yeah. which have been Valkyrie and yeah. now Loki have yeah. both had this very casual attitude towards sex like all the straight characters fall in love yeah but all the but all the bisexual characters just have sex, just are interested in really casual associations, and I thought that's fucking strange. And well, and I couldn't, I couldn't get that out of my head after that, after that scene. It was just mm. weird. I mean, hopefully, the um, representation uh, of these kinds of things is going to get much more progressive as we go on, because I don't think no. I can ignore it for very long now. No, no, but, no, no, no way. Never in yeah. a Disney movie. I mean, they had Jungle Cruise, which has the most like. Oh, I'm my. I have you know certain my persuasions may not be unlike maybe unlike yours, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Mm. Like oh, is oh it, wow, it, an out Disney character. And then you get those headlines. You get like screen run like oh, it's Disney's first out gay character, which they've now had I think three times. Right. With LeFou in the in the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Remake, yeah. and now you've got this like 
Oh, maybe he's a gay in uh, Jungle Cruise, you know. It's more like Jungle Cruising. Hello. Sorry, I had to. I had to. Nice. I had to. I'm nice. sorry. I like um, if, if we were uh, doing this together, you would get a fist bump for that. Not. I'd get a what for that? You'd get a fist bump. Hey, more gay panic jokes. Uh, hey. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I took, I mean, the, the bisexuality re- reveal is like, okay, it's difficult to criticize because you don't want to sound homophobic. I'm no. not homophobic. I know for a fact that I'm not. Like, at least I don't, tr- at least I try my best to not say things or do things that are homophobic because y- yeah, I don't yeah, feel yeah. like I am. But yeah. anyone can accidentally say something and not unthinkingly, I think. But sure. But the way I thought about the bisexuality reveal, I just thought like, and I hate this because it makes me feel bad. But I just thought, yeah, they're just trying to get fucking headlines because this yeah. adds nothing. Like that. I mean, I don't. I, it, 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 it's like this. It's like Dumbledore. It's like, the, yeah. By the way, Dumbledore was gay. Okay, does he do anything gay ever? Does he exhibit any any traits of being gay? Does he have a boyfriend? Does he kiss a bloke? Yeah. Does he get married to a bloke? Does he fuck a fuck a bloke? Does he do anything gay in any of the books? I don't know. I haven't read them. Does he? No. Then okay. The reveal, well, then you're just trying. The, yeah. The that's point was... scoring. They're just point scoring, and it's lame. And yeah, well, I don't yeah. like that. I mean, I understand your cynicism. I think it, it's very easy yeah. to get into that headspace, um, particularly. It's Disney. You... <laughs> it's the Disney yeah, fucking it, company. It, Call them cynical. The the interesting thing is that you keep seeing the corporation behind it, and I I just yeah. I don't really see that when I'm watching this stuff. Um, yeah. But um, but that was the thing that really bugged me is like, why is it that you know we've had two bisexual characters now, and yeah. neither of them are actually falling in love? Why can't they experience love? Why is it just casual sex? Because um, their bisexuality can't matter to the story; otherwise, right. it becomes prominent. That's but then, why. but then also, is it just like is is this some? I don't know. It just it just felt weird, and it felt. But there is, you know, there is the it, stereotype of like you know yeah. anyone anyone gay right. is sexually promiscuous. It might this, feed into this, that this maybe. It. Yes, that's it, yeah. and that's what bothered me about it. I was like, this mm. this is not yeah. cool. Um, and I'm not. But, I mean, I'm going to make it clear. I I I, I mean, if they want to have, you know, in in series two of Loki, you know. Have him fall in love with and or kiss a fella. You know, right. go whole hog. Don't, don't yeah, just no, don't just strip don't, this shit. Yeah, look, I'm. I've we've heard it's like it's like they're paying lip service to it. They're like, look, fine, he's fine. You happy now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah. Like, look, we, as I say, like we've had the Infinity Saga, right? We've had twenty three yeah. films of the straight white fucking male show, right? Yes. I'm not interested in continuing this journey if you're not going to take risks, right? Because we've had that satisfying narrative. Um, I was really, really pleased with the whole thing, pretty much. Now you're going to have to, like, you know, branch out a bit. And as I say, I didn't mind the fact that they didn't make a big deal out of the reveal because it is that, you know, I'm going in that line of, yeah, yeah it's so matter of fact, somebody's sexuality, you know, is not, it's not their entire person. Yeah, just, that's the thing. Off it's, the cuff remark. That's fine. Don't make a big deal yeah, of it. It's very it difficult to criticize because the problem is it, it, it is cynicism. Because the problem for me is now I'm thinking, follow up on this. Right. Okay. So I would I would quite like to see that as well. Yeah. Um, let's go. Yeah, yeah. However, right. Putting that aside, um, what I because I you said to me that basically like episodes five and six you were really struggling to get through. Really had trouble with those two. Yeah, I, the, I kept stopping them. I kept pausing them. I kept doing something else because I was just like, okay, 
I'm, I'm, I am genuinely trying to be reasonable here because yeah, I know yeah. no, I get, I'm, I know how I get, no, no, no. I, no, I get yeah, performative. I, I know I get perform, I get performative about this because I really do dislike it. Yeah, uh, sure. I, but I, as I've said before, I do recognise that what I am railing against in terms of its actual content is really not that objectionable, like yeah. compared to terrible actual bad films. You sure, know? sure, sure. But I find. The dialogue and the plotting to be exhaustingly familiar, and okay. I don't like to get into it because I know it's snobbish, and I I, I do care about it because I don't want to be a snob. Look, but we we are both we are both snobs to a certain degree, right? yeah, and I, th- but, I think that has been pretty obvious when we when we do these these shows. So I understand it, snobbery. It feels to me like they just the characters stop being characters and they start being vehicles for where they want the story to go and you get I can't remember her name which makes me feel bad but the agent who remembers who she is I can't remember her name either yeah so she gets to be fair they don't put a lot of prominence on it but they, they, they she gets like yeah. locked up by the, the villain uh, whose yeah, name yeah. I've also forgotten uh, but when she gets locked up she turns into this completely different character who's just sitting there going to in order to make things seem more mysterious going like mm. oh you know, you know what's coming. Oh, it's yeah. all you know what's coming. Yeah. And I'm like, I could have, I could have written this with my like on the toilet <laughs> in ten seconds, and and now you're making me sit through an hour of yet another wacky fucking whoa, uh oh, villain. I don't care. Right. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I okay. can't listen to this, and I hate being like this because it just sounds like some fat asshole whining about. A fucking film for kids, and it's <laughs> and I, 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 it's so it's it's such a waste of time. Remember when we were sitting watching Ragnarok, and that little kid behind us was going, yeah, honk, honk, honk. yeah. It's for him, Stu. Don't get one. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. But no, when they got no, to episode six, when they got when they got to Kang, they never name once because they no. they think that's clever. Yeah. Um, that's their idea of being clever. Oh, I have many names. Just okay. say your name's fucking Kang. Everyone knows it's Kang. Everybody knows uh, it's fucking Kang. Yeah, it's Kang. It's Kang. Be... You know, the guy who guy hangs out with the Shredder. It's fucking Kang. Yeah, yeah. I was, oh, I was just the way to make a Kang joke, you fucking ass. <laughs> um, uh, preempted. Preempted again. Loki! I can't do Kang's voice. No, um, neither, I, neither can I. Um, no one can. He, he was... I had to get a real alien in to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Kang was underwhelming as fuck. But um, it's just another, another snarky, affa- aff- yeah, affable, yeah, yeah, yeah. snarky villain. It's the yeah, same yeah. fucking thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it sucks my fucking cock, man. I'm so sick of it. I'm so fucking fed up with these movies, man. Sorry, go on. Go I on, think on, if on, it on, actually on. did suck your cock, I think you'd be a bit more... I would like it, I would like it more if it sucked would. Cock, you yeah. would love it a bit more. No. I would be like, five stars! <laughs> you would be <laughs> Empire, basically. You would be em- Empire yeah, the em- Empire of the MCU yeah, yeah, magazine, yeah, yeah, yeah. the official yeah. MCU Fox Fox magazine. Fox yeah. Fox okay, no. I, I I feel bad because I know what, no, no, no. Look, the, look. the premise, the the idea, what they're doing, the idea of like if you destroy me, all these other versions of me will converge from the multiverse. That's a pretty fucking cool idea. Okay, I'm not gonna yeah. sweat that. That actually did no. make me think. Oh, that might be interesting. That might well, be. This interesting is it. Now, to, I I assume you know. I have to assume that he was, um, and maybe I'm giving it a bit more credit than it's you. But you mm. know, hear, hear me out here. I think. He, Kang in this in that last episode was underwhelming on purpose. Like yeah. some, somebody said to me, he felt like a mid-level boss, and I was like, "Yeah, that that actually makes a hell of a lot of sense." 
because basically he's just like the the redundant benign version of this much bigger fucking threat and the mm. idea that the multiverse you know the, those those like support structures have now collapsed and we've got doctor strange coming i just mm. hope that they fucking deliver on the promise of that you know yeah um, well i mean as much as i didn't like the series overall i did like the ramifications in theory i like yeah. Like it made me more interested in seeing Doctor Strange. It was made me more interested in seeing like Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah. You know, to see but how you, they address this shit. With this, but here's what what made the series for me, right? Because mm. uh, I was, I've, I've enjoyed it. I mean, to me, it's been the best one that they've put out. You know, I, I liked a lot of One Division, but it, it yeah. chickened the fuck out at the end. I've not watched um, that yet, to be fair. So no, I, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, Falcon yeah. Winter Soldier, we we talked about that had some really strong stuff and some really had some, some really high highs, stuff. had some high highs, and absolutely fizzled out, unfortunately. Yeah, but but I, you know, just from a pure entertainment level, I enjoyed Loki. Um, after that first episode, I pretty much enjoyed it all the way through. But here was the thing. So get to episode five, right? When he meets all the. Yeah. Uh, when he he, get, he ends up in the void and he meets like Richard E. Grant and the fucking alligator and all all this sort of shit, right? Oh my fucking god, the fucking alligator! Right, yeah. Like, ha, ha, it's an alligator! Ha, ha, ha. Isn't right. that fucking wacky? Fucking meme! Right. Jesus Christ! Yeah, by over a, and by over a, again, over and over. Plushie. I'm so fed up with it. Sorry, go on, go on. Go by on. alligator okay. Loki plushie, no, you know. I'm, t- I'm 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 calm. I'm very okay. calm. Okay, go. Cool. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> No. <clears throat> okay, so that episode fucked me right off. But go on. The the idea that in amongst all these different variants, right, that you've got I have failed to do the one thing I said I would do, which is to remain which calm. Which is to remain calm. Yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah, in amongst yeah, the variants, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So you've got versions of him that are just like absolutely fucking sick of themselves and the bullshit that comes with being a Loki, like mm. enough to call him out on that. Like the callbacks to you know his fucking glorious purpose uh, thing that he does, and they're just like they're knackered because they've been beaten down so many times, and they're just really really sick of their own bullshit. And then you've got the newer versions of him that are still in this like fucking I will conquer everything phase. You've got this. You've got this great <clears throat> as a character study. I think that's a really great mix. But here's the thing: the use of those, I thought was it was a really fantastic. Uh, character study, and it, it sells to me, basically, this has been the most essential series of the whole thing, right? Because his arc through the saga to, like, Infinity War, I think, is really good. You, you know, you go through all the all the motions. We've seen him in every sort of sort of mood. Like, you know, he, he starts out as the sort of wounded child. He goes, like, full tilt opera fucking villain. You get, like, the motivated orphan. You get the playing of the trope of betrayal. And then you get to that point in Infinity War when, you know, he calls himself Odin's son and he steps up to Thanos because he realises that what he actually had around him all this time was actually pretty fucking good and he didn't really acknowledge it. You then go back to a version of him from the Avengers who is still in the midst of this shit. Um, and we've, we've basically seen him become a good character like at the start of Infinity War, but we've never seen his potential actually be a good character, right? He's, ne- he's never really yeah. lived it because he made that turn right at the end. The reason for this series is basically because Loki has been in therapy, right? Yeah. Any- anybody 
who has been in therapy counselling knows that it's essentially having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. You, you, you don't go in and ask a bunch of questions and, and some, somebody delivers the answers to you. They basically yeah. walk you through a path of asking yourself the questions for you to reach the answers yourself. What he's had is he's been having a conversation with every dis different aspect of himself, like physically. Yeah. And when I realized that, like, it, especially in episode five, at the end of episode five, I went, that's quite fucking clever. And this is why we've seen him on a sort of purer journey to get to the point. Like, you get that uh, bit in the last episode when him and uh, Sylvie are having the fight. And he says, I can't be trusted and you can't trust or something like that. And it basically sums up those those two characters entirely. And then you get that point where she, she kicks him through the portal and he's, he's sitting for a moment. And it's got that thing where the, the camera just lingers on him and he's just sitting and he looks like he's away to cry. And it's that thing of when you have lived an aspect of your character for so long that everybody assumes that you will never change. You think you think to yourself, well, maybe, you know, if everybody expects this of me, I'm just going to fucking double down on it because nobody will give me a chance. And then he turns and he, and he goes off to find Mobius. And he actually embraces the, the better aspects of himself because he's been walking through this journey seeing all these exhausted like versions of himself who are just like, why are we like this kind of thing? And when I caught on that that's what they did, like just as a focus on him, forget everything else around him, but just as a focus on him, a different journey than what we've seen him go through in the Infinity Saga, but a just like a purer, um, a more distilled, basically, letting go of his bullshit. I was like, I really, really like that. And that's what sold that series for me, basically. Right. I, I give that a lot of props for like basically showing us him in counselling. Well, look forward to season two when they backtrack and all of that and he goes right back to how he was before. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get any of that from it. I just got that he acted the same way and then he randomly fell in love with Sylvie for no reason and became different completely. Mm. Like that's how I that's that that was how I read that, and right. then they got to do a load of meme Loki's in the meme episode episode five. Um, See no no I and I then you, they got where they, where everyone was like oh everything you're doing is like doomed to fail it's never going to work oh actually we've decided that now it is going to work and we will sacrifice ourselves for this even though as we just said this has happened hundreds of times before with no differential outcome we've decided now it will because we really need to be wrapping this up and move on to episode six let's. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I with a villain that is Galactus from Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, <laughs> uh, and we're expected. Oh, and by the way, uh, Sylvie can enchant this uh, again now because we've remembered that that works. Because we need to get to the next episode, as stated before. I, I just find myself thinking like, "Fuck off! Fuck this! Fuck you! Fuck me! I'm an idiot! I wish I was dead." Right. Okay. I wish the Paul Fig was dead. Uh, I wish he died. Paul Feig. And I'm sorry, Feig. Paul Feig? Which is the fucking Marvel one? Kevin Feig. Have I just killed Kevin the Ghostbusters Feige. guy? Yeah, Kevin Feig. Whatever, fuck him, they can both die. I don't oh, care. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd happily you know, wish Paul mm. Feig off this uh, mortal coil. 
but you know, that to be fair, that is quite a harsh doom, damnation for, for, for Paul. It is a little has bit, done. He, he, re- all he did, all he did was make answer the call, and you know what? And he made Spy, and you know what? I like Spy, and you I'm did sorry like that, that that it had uh, Miranda Hart in it. <laughs> I know that upset you. I would like I, to I, ju- I just, I, I, I don't know if I've just, com- like the the, the 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 whole lockdown shit has been a huge bummer, and yeah. I. Don't know to be to, to, to be completely honest and analytical. I don't know whether or not I'm actually capable of offering any useful thoughts about Loki because I have no inclination to be charitable towards it. That's, I try. That's, that's I really enough. have tried. I really have. No, and there fair, were things I liked about it. And I'm going to praise the um, theme song. It's a banger. I love the theme song. I thought it was great. Uh, the opening credits for Loki, one of my favourites. I got a credit than that. Good, uh-huh. good work, lads. Yeah. Nice typefaces. I enjoyed. Nice shade of green. I enjoyed that. No comic um, sounds. Yeah, that would be funny if it was in comic sounds. I would love everything um, to be in comic sounds. I would, yeah, agreed. Same. <laughs> they should do a comic sounds bible so if someone finally <laughs> takes it seriously. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I just well, this, felt like by the end of Loki, I just felt like, well, what has that resolved? Fucking nothing. Like, well, what I, what I questions have been answered? None. I think it's, um, you know, maybe narratively it hasn't resolved much, but I think in terms of his character it's resolved a lot because we haven't had to see him, like, stumble messily through a character arc. He's gone through it because he's really been forced to take a look at himself and unpack his shit. That's what I got from those last two episodes, and I, I fucking loved that when I caught on to that. If you didn't well, see that, that's that's fair enough, but that is genuinely what got through to me, and I was like, yep, that's great. That has been, for him to continue... In the MCU, that has been exactly what I I needed, um, not just to go through the same journey, but to well, walk, walk through it a different way. You get a lot more enjoyment out of this MCU business than I do, and I all I want to say as of my final word is, I should be so Loki. <laughs> Loki, I... Loki, Loki. That, I should be so lucky. That um that gag might be a bit highbrow um for our listeners. Would you like yeah, to much. just dumb dumb that down a little bit? Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I can't be bothered. I want to move on to not okay, Loki. Let's move on to what if. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck if? Uh, yeah, what oh, if? mate, you can't say that the that the MCU isn't progressive. They did they did a cartoon where Captain America had bazonkers and a cunt. Right. right. That's that's fucking progressive as fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what more do you want, right? Yeah, what more like you... Captain Americans. <laughs> Hell yeah. More like Cap Taint. No, no, guys, no. guys have got Taint as well, don't they? Um. <laughs> yeah, but it's not as nice. Yeah, right, yeah, obviously. Yeah, Cap mine is Taint, mine uh, is honking. No, Cap Taint Brit Taint. Cap no no, I'm losing it. No, I I don't know. Um yeah, basically, uh what if Bapt in America. What, what was that one? <laughs> Bap Bapt in America. America. Yeah, yeah, Pap Paps in America. Baps, Baps, yeah. What we're what we're swinging at here is 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 ironic sexism. So what, anyway, what we're swinging, um, yeah, we're, what we're addressing here is the fact that she's got boobs. Yeah, she's got boobs. <laughs> she's got boobs. 
Um, <laughs> I didn't. I'm gonna. I, I watched about a minute, two minutes of this, and I went, "Oh fuck off!" and I put it off and stopped. Uh, but I've heard that the second episode is better. So um, uh, the second episode is is quite fun, actually. Mm. Yeah, um, did enjoy the second episode a lot. Thought the first mm. episode was um, eh, just just incredibly eh, um, and that that's basically my thoughts on what if so far. Um, <laughs> um, I won't say anything about the second episode, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, much more than well, you, can, first one. You, you can feel free if it's for my benefit. I don't care. I'm not watching it. It is, so it, it you is may partly feel free. for your uh, benefit, but it's also for mm. the benefit of our audience who may not be caught up on it. Yeah. Well, it's got what's his face in it? Chadwick. Yeah, recorded recorded pre cock right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, and um, so I guess you get to hear his voice coming out of a it, ugly PS1 cutscene. <laughs> no, that. That is uncharitable, and I'm not. You know that. what it reminded me of visually. What? Back in nine, about two thousand, there was yep. an MTV CGI animated animated Spider-Man series. Oh yeah, oh I remember it looked, that. Yeah, it looks yeah. about one point five times better than that. Right. Yeah. Um. I never actually watched that. Um. Mm. But I, did... I I have the DVD for some reason, and I did enjoy you... it. Going going because I I like Spider-Man. I always liked Spider-Man. Yeah, I like Spider-Man uh, too, but I certainly wouldn't buy that DVD. I would because it's fucking Spider-Man, mate. Right, it does. And that was back when I had that back when I hadn't had my enthusiasm for the character ring out of me like some old washing. Is um, am I right in thinking that that series technically sort of follows on from the first Raimi film? I haven't seen it for a long time. I think it's style after it. Yeah, but it sort of but embraces it, 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 um. It, like narratively, it uses that as a bit of a launching pad. If I remember, I don't right? remember, but I think it it doesn't do the intro. It doesn't do the I am how you became Spider Man thing. No. I think it's different because it it's it's kind of on campus kind of thing. But I think it right. is it was stylistically similar. Mm. It was hideously ugly. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I quite I'm, I'm quite liking it because it was a slightly more adult oriented serialized Spider Man series, uh, which I found quite enjoyable. But oh, okay. Uh, okay. I mean, it's not. I, don't, I assume it's not on Disney Plus. So. <laughs> <laughs> News. News. No, um, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> no, I assume it's not. I assume it's not. I think. Well, I'm on Disney Plus right now, and I'm going to check because I'd okay, like to. Know. Okay, you have a look, and listeners, I'm sorry that you have a little bit of a gap while he's looking this up. Okay, here we go. I'm looking now. Uh, okay. Spider-Man, we've got the Marvel Spider-Man, which is the new one where he looks a bit like Scott Pilgrim. Uh, then we've got Spider-Man from the 90s, which is the absolute banger one. Uh, uh, which is uh, the, yeah, top tier, yep. We've got Spider-Man 60s, looks like. We've got the shorts I've not seen. We've got Spider-Man Unlimited, of all things. Ultimate Spider-Man, which is another recent series, and Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. But no, we do not have the uh, MTV Spider-Man in a way. In a way, a good thing, but in another way, in another, no, I mean, it's better what? than some of these. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna launch a petition now, um, yeah, for, for that series to get on on Disney Plus. Please join us, folks. Um, kind of, su- kind of surprised they haven't got Spectacular Spider-Man on here because that's the one everyone likes. I uh, quite enjoyed that one from memory. Yeah, I yeah, think, it's pretty. I, think, uh, I wish that I wish that Peter Parker hadn't been a, a, a literal baby, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think I breezed through um, that series in a, like a, a day or something. I think I, I think I found them all on YouTube at one point and just watched. Yeah, them. yeah, that was that was quite a that was quite a breezy fun watch. Um, you know what I really liked about Spectacular Spider-Man? Sorry to go off piece a bit, but there was <laughs> when when Venom finds out who Spider-Man actually is. Yeah, 
I thought it was quite refreshing and funny that the literal first thing he does is just fucking go straight to J. Jonah Jameson and go, hey, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, Spider-Man's Peter Parker. <laughs> I just thought that was a great way to cut the shit. Just right. like, f- fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. <clears throat> I, but I yeah, no, memory. it was good. Yeah. Again, no the, 90, it. the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, man, when you go back to it, I still love it, but it's hilarious how little violence there is in it. Um, like, yeah. What was the um, what was the deal with that again? Why couldn't they... They weren't allowed to show him actually connecting with a punch or anything, I don't think. Right. So you, and they weren't allowed to show real harm. So like, if anyone got thrown off something, they'd have to show that they safely landed that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you get you get like he'll take a swing at someone, then you'll cut to them just landing in like a pool or something. Or yeah. like in in a, in a tree or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, but there I'm not that. saying it was bad because there was some really good storytelling in that series. Yeah, I, th- um, I think yeah, because um, we went back to it um, a couple of years ago when we did the animation one. And yeah, that's it, right. It, it yeah, held yeah. up um, held up pretty well for me actually. As I also, it's really fun to go. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Myself in, dumb myself in doing that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't do that again. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm glad we're over that, folks. Uh, <laughs> that was a rough patch for the Kenny. Nineties Marvel animation in general, just a fucking golden age, mate. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we also the... had. Here come the fucking lads. X Men. Fantastic. Look at comes Cyclops, he shoots laser beams. Oh, fuck's Wolverine, he's cut me knob off. <laughs> I don't think they would have been allowed to do that if they couldn't show Spider-Man landing a punch. I don't, I don't think and they now here's Gambit, what's his main thing? He throws <laughs> playing cards at you, that's shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> hey, you know what fa- hey, you know what film didn't happen? Gambit. Gambit, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Channing hey. Tatum's Gambit movie. Channing Tatum's Gambit movie. Hey, Looks like true. that's one Gambit that didn't pay off. Ooh, nice, nice. Hey, Thank can you. we explore the um, possibilities as to why that film never happens to you? I'll let you go first. <laughs> can I start? One, Gambit's shit. Two, fucking Channing Tatum. I, I like Channing Tatum. Okay. Is, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that okay says so much. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what did I say? That? It's like, like just saying... going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's that the most loaded okay anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> I like Charlie Tatum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud of that. Um but it's it's a bit like saying you know in this day and age I still like Ryan Reynolds you know okay. oh fuck no Ryan, Channing Tatum's way better than Ryan Reynolds Ryan Reynolds is usually he is actually do you know what that Channing, was a... Channing Tatum in comedies is actually funny that like, was, like, he's um, got chops he's got comic chops man you did not see to be fair you did not see Kingsman the Golden Circle and I did and he was in I and I'm just I like, did not mm, because. Um, Oh yeah, I I really hate Kingsman, so I didn't bother with yeah, Golden Circle. Um, yeah, I don't know why I went to see it to be honest, because I knew I was going to hate it. Because but... your unlimited card, you see everything. Yeah, well, this is it. Wait, wait, it is the unlimited card is poison. It's <laughs> just like, don't fucking, don't do it, guys. Like if if you're in the UK, 
I think um, it's kind of cool to be honest, because then if you're not liking something, if you want, you can just fucking leave, and you've lost no money, like really, but, apart from. That is true. That is true. I mean, yeah. it's it's so rare that I do that. I think the last time I did that was when um, I was at uni, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I went to see like the um, no, what was it? Was it The View or something? Put on like some sort of mystery film, and I was like, okay, I'll see what this is. And I remember was, the Picture House doing that, and it was fucking burn after reading. Uh, right, okay. Um, maybe mm. it was the Picture House then. I'm not sure where I was. Because it was me, I remember that was me, you, Luke, and Graham might have been there, and I remember saying before, if this is burn after reading, I'm gone. Yeah, and then it was. And we'd, we'd move on, <laughs> yeah. No, that, I, but we, I, had the, we had the money to be snobs. We, 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 then, we did though. have the money to be snobs. I mean, what a fantastic time that and was. I, I sort of regret that, because in retrospect, I would quite like to have seen Burn After Reading. But, like, I, 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 don't don't think, I don't think it was really your, your kind of thing. Um, well, I, I had a bit of a hate boner for the Coens for some reason. You had a massive hate boner for the Coens. I don't really know why. And then I went back and I saw some of their other films, and honestly, my experience has been pretty much... Well, those were really enjoyable. I don't know why I hated these guys. I, I like think... Fargo is excellent, and uh, I thought Big Lebowski was tremendous. Mm. You yeah, know? you really like Big Lebowski. I mean, I thought it was fantastic. I um, I think you were sort of postulating at the time, and it might have been um, influenced by Luke to some degree. It, it was almost uh, certainly, yeah. Um, that basically there are two types of Cohen films. There mm. are the the really quirky. Um, comedies that are sort of like looking down on people with like limited vocabularies you know like sort mm. of deep south kind of like in, in in the areas where education doesn't really reach to some degree what you could call um, hicks really yeah. yeah um and then you've got the, the you've got the ones uh which are really sort of quite serious and and um grim um, mm. Oh, and then and then you've got a third one. You've got the the appearance of being a comedy, and then it has like this one sudden burst of like spectacular violence in it that totally resets the uh, the, the tone of what's what's to come. Mm. Um, now that is true to some extent. <laughs> I mean that was, that is not a lie. That is that is fact. Um, but I have found a lot of enjoyable stuff out of that. Um, I would definitely recommend to you uh, Miller's Crossing. Um, which I think is one of their one of their better efforts. And um, mm. oh, brother, where art thou? I I absolutely love to bits. Um, I think generally, I feel very positive about the Coens. Actually, I know they they, they really misstepped with the Lady Killers remake, um, which was absolute fucking toilet. Um, and it was material you'd think would be absolutely prime for them, and they just they totally they totally misinterpreted it. I don't I don't think you can really redo that. Um, and be well, I, for me, it's just really when I think back about the Coen Brothers films that I've seen that come to mind. Mm. There's like that, and there's like Raising Arizona, and yeah, as you mentioned, Big Brother, Where Art Thou? And I just yeah. think like I liked all of those movies. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, I mean, you know, uh, I thought they were point. easily a cut above most Hollywood. Sort yeah, of shit, I, you know? I think so. I think so. I, th I yeah. think they 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 may have a they may have a sort of um, groove that they're in. Like they may deliver reasonably consistently the same stuff yeah um but it's always it's always worth watching to me i, I think I, I, I think that it's fair to say that i was almost certainly being a bit uh i'm not gonna say groomed that's the wrong word but i was definitely influenced <laughs> yeah for sure to for some sure. extent because i was very anti like empire so if empire said something was good i was like this is definitely shit this is definitely bollocks yeah 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 absolutely. yeah that was definitely I, I, I was not entirely intellectually honest at that time 
Mm. Um, and I think, I then think again, I'm still through. pretty, and I think I'm still pretty anti-empire to be honest. But the thing yeah. is, I I think I went through a similar period of being um, pretty pretty easily influenced. Um, well, when you when you meet someone who's who you're in awe of their like knowledge of something, mm. then you sort of think, well, this person says this, then I've got to at least give it some fucking like credence because it, For, it it's right. most likely correct. Well. Going into the university environment, um, yeah. I just realised that like I knew jack fuck, basically. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, okay, I've got to completely reframe what I thought was film um, to some degree. Yeah. Like, living off the multiplex, when you suddenly go into an environment like that, and your mind just gets totally fucking blown by what cinema well, actually is. Well, I can, pin- I, I can pinpoint the whole thing down to one fucking evening, which is when I saw Blue, and I got so fucking angry. I, that it God, could be conceived that. as a yeah. film at all, and yeah. then gradually started to cog started turning in my head, and it just was like, oh shit, this is big. I remember for me it was um, uh, Jean Dielman, um, which is uh, three hours of, and fifteen minutes where nothing happens, mm. and I like had a religious experience. I came out, I was like, I did not know that you could do that with um, pacing. I didn't know yeah. that you could just take the time to really focus on like one character and have story be basically meaningless. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is this? And I was just that was on the independent um, cinema module, uh, yeah. something that we had to watch for class. And I was, I would like that totally changed my whole perspective on what cinema was. I mean, I, that yeah. was a really positive experience comparative to yours. But I, I just remember thinking, I, I do not know what to do with myself after that, you know? <laughs> it was incredible. And it's basically, yeah. for three hours and 15 minutes, you watch this woman just have a slow fucking breakdown, essentially, um, yeah. over over the space of three days. And it, it was just, it was absolutely incredible. I, I remember that evening very, very clearly, just not being able to speak about it. Similarly, um, seeing uh, City Lights, my first um, Chaplin film, actually, yeah. I'd always sort of considered him um, basically, a silent era Mr. Bean. Yeah, like um, a goofball. Like yeah, you think yeah. Of him it's like, that oh, this is just going to be yeah. crap falling and shit, right? And then yeah. getting to the end of that film and just like losing the capacity to actually sum up how I felt. That that was yeah. that was a real reframing point for me, like critical reframing point. So yeah, I, I totally, totally know what you mean about that. Yeah. Good. And then and you nice. find out Chaplin is just was just a full bull nonce, and it just ruins it. <laughs> I was going to say, how nice on the back of like being really dismissive about what if <laughs> we've started talking about good stuff, and then you just soured it with that with that joke again. Yeah, yeah anyway. it wasn't a joke. He actually was a full bore nonce. Mm. That is why I got interested in his work. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least eighty percent of why I I tuned in. You know, <laughs> that's why you're such a fan of like Woody Allen and and yeah. Polanski as well. They should do a box set: Chaplin, Polanski, and Allen, the nonce trilogy or something. <laughs> The work of nonces. The the box of the... The uh, pedophiles. Oh, nice. Nice. I yeah. like it. No, I was I was aiming for a sort of pun on box of the band, but I can't really think of one that goes with... I mean, the box of the sort of condemned, maybe? I, I don't yeah. know. Where they could just, like, just put everything that they made in there, you know? Yeah, nonce box. <laughs> Robin, Robin Williams' nonce box. No one's gonna get that. <laughs> would you would you care to explain that joke? 
No. For the benefit <laughs> of everyone who won't get They can that. look it up. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> um, okay, we, so, yeah, we, what, what if it's, it's, it's a bunch it's of It's basically nothing. just like, yeah, it's okay. Um, what if, more like, who cares, we? I've already made that like, joke on elsewhere. More like, what if, more like, what if we didn't? <laughs> yeah. What if, more like, nah. <laughs> nah, I'll leave it. Yeah. Um, so, while we're right. on the Disney shit. Yes. <clears throat> I I saw, I finally um, got round to watching the second season of The Mandalorian. Ah, After yeah. many months of... Intentionally not watching it. I was up with with Hades, Hades so, Gaff, and okay, uh, so I thought, stick on Mandalorian, because that's where I watched the first season. This is interesting, so now I'm going to have to put my objective hat on. Just two seconds. Yeah. Oh, it's a tight squeeze, Stu. I don't know. <laughs> that's because you got such a misshapen fucking head, Ken. Yeah, I'm basically Pluto out the hills of eyes, I know. But, <laughs> give us a sec here. Give us, okay, okay, I think, I think it's just... It's sliding off, so let's make well, this quick. Well, I don't want to dwell on this too much because we've already done a lot of Disney. <laughs> we, we, um, we did, we did a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm you're going to hate me in a minute. I'm not, I'm not going to hate you. <laughs> I went that. into this very primed to dislike it because I didn't really like the first episode much, and all yeah. the reports coming out of it were that it was essentially a, a series of backdoor pilots, which it yeah. kind of was. Yeah. Um, I nice thought it was better than season one, and I had a really good time watching it. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. There was, like, one episode I didn't really like, which is the episode where Baby Yoda just sits on the fucking control point for the whole episode doing his big beam of light. Uh-huh. Um, and nothing really happens in it. I didn't is like that, that one. Is that the one with but, Boba Fett? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, then the rest of the series, I honestly thought, this is really wonderfully shot. I really like this. This looks great. This is very entertaining to me. This is very surprisingly episodic, com- considering. And the episode I was the most nervous about, which is the Ahsoka episode, uh-huh. was probably my favourite one. It, it felt like a little condensed... And I hate saying this because it's so cliché, but... It genuinely felt like a little condensed fucking samurai thing. It felt like uh, Lone Wolf almost. It was uh, shockingly good. I thought I was really impressed with the whole thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, just test your resolve on this, Astro. Mm. Is that your favourite episode? Because Ahsoka is played by Rosario Dawson, who you have a, an uncontrollable uh, boner for. Yeah. <laughs> Unpacked no, no, no genuinely, genuinely, other, genuinely, it, it yep. looked like the director Dave Filoni had wanted to do that for a long time, and he saved up all his like box of. <laughs> I've wanted to do that for, like, for a long time. Okay, mate. Okay, Ken. Okay. No, no. I'm okay, sorry. buddy. Let's dial it back. Yep. Such <laughs> <laughs> Let's wind. That, that, I think you'll find that neck. That, that neck of yours, that neck of yours needs to be wound right in. Was that a bit old world for you? It was a bit, <laughs> was a, a bit, bit much in this modern age of enlightenment. And I do apologise for my <laughs> my historically uh, factual, but um, not very. You've seen the, you've seen trance, you've seen the clam. What more do you want? All of it, <laughs> all of it, right now. No, no, okay. You're making I don't know what voice. this voice is that we're doing. Like, I, I, I don't I understand have no what it idea. Is. My voice is fucked, mate. My voice is yeah. absolutely fucked. 
Um, anyway, I'm just, um, I'm just trying to cover that. Anyway, having now, despite that, despite that, you, you, the, the criticisms. In fact, I, I I don't want to not give you space for your criticisms because I can't recall if you've talked about this before I on this podcast. Definitely, I can't remember now when we were doing these lockdown ones. Yeah. I have definitely talked about the Mandalorian, but I can't remember if I got into season two. Well, um, if I definitely I'm, if I, season one, because. Uh, the, the criticisms that I have heard from you, which I will very briefly precede, because we sure. don't want—I don't think we want to get all into it because it could get ugly. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, as you have said, there is a lot of fan servicey stuff in there. There's a lot of fan wank in there, and I know you have an issue with the the, the, the criticism of them not really expanding uh, the universe, which is true. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree with that. Okay. I think all your criticisms are completely fair enough. Um okay. but Thank they did you. not they did not preclude me from enjoying the show. Like I thought the fair storytelling enough. was on was on point. I thought it, I just thought it was generally good. Uh there were a few bits I didn't like. I thought it was kind of weird at the end when Luke turns up it's like oh that's that. Okay. Yeah. Um that's that's finished I guess. But do, but do you know what the weird thing about that point for me was? <laughs> I thought it, it was it, weird that Luke fully face fucked baby Yoda. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> The, the weird thing for me was the way they acted about the reveal. It's like it wasn't going to be anybody else, though. You know, when it could have, like, it could have been Ahsoka. Um. Well, no, because she's been in it already, and she was the yeah, one. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she couldn't be in it again. No, there's not like but, a rule but, against them appearing. No, more but once. like if I remember correctly, it's that episode. Mm. It's fact. It's her that starts the thing of like go and find this thing that will summon the Jedi Master or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how it's postulated now. But basically she sends him on this journey. She starts the journey to lead yeah. up to that finale. Leading to the potential of a reveal for you know somebody will come and get Baby Yoda. I'm like, that's only going to be one person. Who the fuck else is left at this point, right? But the way they did it in the last episode was like it was going to be a big you know, a big reveal. Like, you know, like a build-up of anticipation of like, oh my god, who is this going to be? It's like, I know who this fucking is. It's going to be Luke Skywalker, because he's the only bloody one left, right? Yeah. And that is what, I was just like, this is wank. This is just pure masturbatory shit. Um, sorry, go on. I'll let, I'll let, you, I'll let you make your points now. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't agree with you. I, I don't right, think okay, that it was. Okay. I, I, I think that that, like, I, I can't. I respect where you're coming from, uh -huh. but I think it's it's like in a way. I think it's like me with the MCU. I think it, it it's. I think it's an extremely non-charitable reading because where you're seeing masturbatory shit, what I'm seeing is things that people want to see, which I guess is kind of the definition of it in a way. This this is going to be this is going to be the rest of our lives, isn't it, Stu? You're going to But, be, it's, but, but I think it's interesting because it's like uh, to to have a series about like. Boba Fett, I have a series where sort of Ahsoka turns up. This is pe things that people have wanted for years. Like, yeah. I'm not especially fussed, but no. people have wanted this for years. Mm. So, you could read it as fan wank, or you could read it as good. Like, they're finally doing the thing that people want. That This is good news. This is a good thing to have happened. But, mm. I sort of get it. I mean, when if I didn't already know that it was Luke turning up at the end, I would have assumed it was Ahsoka because they'd already seeded her existence and her her investment to some extent. Yeah. Um, so it could have been like, oh, she's coming back because she's decided actually she does want to, you know, take Baby Yoda away. I'm not saying his real name; it's always me, Baby Yoda. To me. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair um, but then no, it's Luke, and so you've got your weird Uncanny Valley fucking part CGI Luke. <laughs> 
like the door opens even worse than fucking Moff Tarkin from Rogue One. The, the door opens and it's Liam Neeson. He's like, "Sorry, I was looking yeah. for a, I was looking for a black guy to beat up." The door opens and it's the door opens and it's fucking the door. The door, Jesus, the door opens. <laughs> And it's you and McGregor, and he just goes, "Hello there." I oh god, I'm a Scottish. Yeah, the door opens and it's General Grievous. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and then he hacks ah. up a fucking hairball. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. I still can't get over that shit, man. No, no, it's it's fair enough, really. I mean, yeah. the, oh the, god, this, this is going to be the rest of our lives, isn't it, Stu? I'm going to be MCU positive. You're going to be Star Wars positive. And we're going to have just, like, constant arguments. But Ken, about... Ken, by the end of things, we're both going to be HIV positive. Way from each other. Da, 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 yeah, that's the, that was the implication. And But we don't know who started it. But yeah, we'll never know. It's no, like a chicken no. and the egg. Mystery unsolved, yeah. You know the chicken and the egg mystery? The answer is obviously the egg, though, right? Because reptiles were bought, come out of eggs, and yeah. they were around before well, chickens. Well, the, right? really, the really funny thing yeah. about that is that I got that answer off a, an episode of QI, right? Um, but it was, um, one of my mates was talking about this one night and I was just, I got him like seriously wound up to the point of like hitting something because (laughs) it was, it was like, because I kept in the, no, the whole point of the chicken and the egg question is that it's like Ouroboros. It's an unanswered question. It's like, it's a question you can't possibly answer. And then he's like, no, but it's obviously the egg. It's like, no, but you're missing the point. The point of the question is that you can't answer it. And then he saw that episode of QI where they talked about like um, reptile eggs and stuff and like uh, lizard eggs. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the egg came first. I'm like, yeah, but you're still missing the point. <laughs> and he just he got like he got so fucking frustrated because I just I just wouldn't let him have that one. Because <laughs> uh, I, I can be a dick. No. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, any any more thoughts on on Mando? Um. I think. I don't. I mean, I will watch Mandalorian three. I think it's. I think the fact that we came out of the Mandalorian with um, an Ahsoka TV show, mm. a uh, no TV show based be. on uh, those other Mandalorians whose name I've already forgotten. Yeah, instantly one of the most irritating characters in television history. Her. I forgot her name. It's um, something silly. It sounds like Baba Bibby or something. It's ridiculous. Oh, I, I don't um, remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was annoying. Apparently, she is from Star Wars Rebels, which I've not gone around to watching. But it doesn't really matter. You don't really need to know that. All you need to know mm. is that she's fucking annoying. Yeah. Uh, a show, The Book of Boba Fett, which I don't have any interest in because, with you know, Boba Fett in this series was not really that interesting. I didn't think uh, he was just kind of like. A bald cunt who just happened to be around. Thing is, uh, you, you say in this series he's yeah. not been interesting. He's never been interesting. Well, no, because Boba Fett's armor is the coolest shit I've ever seen. So that is interesting to me. Uh, right. Okay. Now that they've revealed that under the armor he's just some bald cunt. Yeah. I'm. 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 I'm no longer particularly bothered. He didn't do much in <laughs> in the Mandalorian. He didn't do a lot in the Mandalorian. I mean, they could have made him compelling, but in the Mandalorian two with. You know, it worked for the storytelling they were doing, but the only characterization that he had was just like he was, you know, air quotes, a badass. 
Well, this, but this is all he's. There's ever nothing seen. more to him than that. Yeah, but that's the point. They could have done more with that, you know. But they sure. didn't. They but didn't. They didn't do more with that to make me want to watch the book of Boba Fett. Well, the, which the problem. Un- with... it's, uh, the fact is, when I go over Hades next, I'll probably watch it because that's <laughs> the best time to watch <laughs> the, Star Wars. The, the problem with Boba Fett is the same as the problem with the Solo prequel, the Han Solo prequel, and I might have said this before, but it's, it's worth saying again. Yeah, they they will never come up with. Like a history, a backstory, you know, like a um, you know, because presumably the book of Boba Fett will, in some play, reveal um the journey between what happened at the end of, uh, at uh, Return of the Jedi when he gets knocked into the Sarlacc pit, and his journey up to the point where we see him in Mandalorian season two. Right, you're never going to yeah. craft a story that is as good or better than what fans have been thinking about for like the past thirty years, right? You cannot do a backstory of Han Solo that is going to be satisfying. And in the same way, you're never going to do a backstory for Boba Fett that is going to be satisfying either. Because he's this... I don't understand why he is such a big fan base character. Like, why they love him. Because he's basically nothing. Yeah, but I can understand that. He looks cool, and that is it. Yeah, but that's that's the reason. That's the reason why he's so big, because they haven't done anything with him, so they can flesh it all out themselves. Yeah, but it's like a blank slate for the character, the fan base to draw on, and people like to to create that. They like to do that shit. But they will never craft anything. Now that they're exploring it, they will never craft anything as satisfying as what fans have been imagining themselves. I don't know, man. Fans are fucking idiots. Have you seen the shit they come up with? They probably had him like kissing like fucking Darth Vader or something. Well, in the book of Boba Fett, episode one, that's how it starts. He is going full tongue on Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And Darth Vader is just like, I love it. <laughs> Darth Vader's like, yes, mate. <laughs> I've got a, I have a stalk on. <laughs> Get. Get right in. Yeah. Basically. Me glance looks like an apple. <laughs> Don't look at me during. Uh, oh, it's, it's like a baby's arm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ba- yeah, basically <laughs> that's my thoughts on my <laughs> <laughs> Um... I'm not a Star Wars guy anymore. Stu. I just thought I just thought it was good. That's all. I hey, it was good. Are you, you going to watch the Bad Batch? <laughs> yeah, I probably am because those cartoons have been excellent. Okay, right. Yeah, I've never I've never really dipped into the animated series to be honest. Um, but I and hear, why would you? As you do not like Star Wars. Well, this is it exactly. But I hear mm-hmm. like consistently across Clone Wars, Rebels, you know, whatever they've had that they've all been great mm-hmm. actually. Clone Wars is the best Star Wars thing that I have seen. If you, the uh, Clone Wars justifies the prequels. I think mm. basically it, it, okay. it fleshes out things that the prequels only scratch into. Now, unfortunately, what that means is there are quite a lot of things from the prequels in them, Yee. which means there is a non-zero amount of Jar Jar. You know, I can handle that as long as there's nothing yeah. from um, Rise of Skywalker in it. There isn't. Hey, that's already getting better to me, yeah. Um But, I mean, if you ever completely take leave of your sanity and want to watch 
Clone Wars. <laughs> I think you would find that it is a pleasant surprise. Like it, it gets better as it goes on because they have they don't really have the money in the first seasons, but then it gets very good and very I interesting. Think but it's it, still Star Wars. It's still not. If you don't care, it's not going to make you care. No, I think. It, to but be it, honest, it's just good shit. It's going to be at the end of all things when I've basically watched everything. When else. you've exhausted all other yeah, entertainment, right? Yeah, and I'll go. I've still got Clone Wars. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably, yeah, we'll get into that next, right? <laughs> what, and, what doesn't help is the movie that opens Clone Wars is fucking garbage. Apparently, yeah, apparently it's fucking honking, yeah, but it was, it's it really was, bad. I think that was at least co-written by George Lucas. Um, so well, I mean, I think that some, that. I think some, I think, I mean, George Lucas was heavily involved in the series. He just wasn't writing it. Yeah, he but was throwing been, like to, towards the end. He was throwing his own personal money at it to make it look better right. because but believe, they wouldn't give the budget. I believe he at least co-wrote the actual film. Um, like yeah, that exp- that would explain a lot. Yeah, 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 indeed. Because it um, is as three TV episodes, it would have been all right. Uh-huh. But as a movie, it's fucking stinking. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty honking. Um, yeah, I've, I've, um, oh, I have the Blu-ray. Don't know why. <laughs> why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why? Why I thought it was gonna. I think it's because I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be on the seed on the on the Blu-ray sets for 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 the Clone Wars, but it's not. So I had. Do you realize instead of buying the Clone Wars movie on Blu-ray, you could have bought another three copies of Last House of the Left or something. I I don't even own the Last House of the Left on Blu-ray. Yeah, I've like, never bought the Last House of the Left Blu-ray. Yeah, the I reason, look at it. I look at it. it I look at it once. I look at it like once a month and go, should I buy this? Yes, you should. And you then know, I don't. You know you're gonna. It's gonna happen. You can't well, at not... least, I suppose at least it's not another re-release of, Night, of Nightmare on Elm Street, eh? Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, oh hey. you're getting sassy now. I see, yeah, I, see I am getting, I'm coming back at you with my yeah. sass mouth. Yeah, well, I've only got... Um, hang on, let me actually count this. I've got... <laughs> uh, one, two, three... I've only got four copies of Nightmare on Elm Street, Stu. I think that's... The same number of copies that I had of Last House on the Left, though. You had at one point six. Nope, never. You did. You absolutely nope. did. You actually. Right, right. You, We're doing this again. I'm counting no, them now again. You, okay, right. You can, now you may have got rid of some, but you actually confirmed that number on a previous episode of this podcast. Did I? Okay, I'm going into this. Right. All right. Last House on the Left as part of the West Craven box set. Yes, I had that. Yeah. Last House on the Left individual DVD release that I got from. Cambridge Resale, I've de- I had that. Yeah. Last House on the Left, part of Box of the Band, I had that. Yeah. Last House on the Left, uh, the big three-disc one, the extended mm-hmm. three-disc one, I had that. Yeah. That's four. Mm-hmm. Now, these other two are a mystery to me at this point. I'm not saying they didn't exist, <laughs> but they are a mystery to me at this point. Now, <laughs> I feel like there is an obvious one I'm forgetting. Is, was there a two-disc uh, release when it was not quite uncut yet? That was the one I mentioned that I got. Oh, from that was the, the one you uh, mentioned. Was there like a region one? Maybe. No, I honestly think that it was four at most. Okay. I honestly think that it was four. Maybe you miscounted then, because you definitely. It's possible. Me six. But the thing is, if I went back and I had that, then I will go. Oh yeah, it was that. But at this p- point yeah. in time, it's not coming to mind. Now, I feel. I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna fucking buy the Blu-ray of Last House on the Left. Actually, I think I would like to own that. I'm gonna, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, we yeah, might yeah. get a live Blu-ray buy right live on the podcast. Nice, nice. Yeah, we're, we're going. To, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll we'll film ourselves going into CEX. Yeah, right. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, okay. Last um, House on the Left Blu-ray. God, it's expensive though. Never mind. Is it really? Uh, 
How much? Well, is it? for it's for it's fourteen pounds twelve, which is quite a lot for a Blu-ray, in my opinion. Um, that I mean, where are you looking? Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Because, mm. I mean, that is that is a little bit pricey, isn't it? Yeah, 1080p presentation, original mono, uh, isolated score, nice. Got loads of audio commentaries, loads of archive shit, all of the fucking extras from the old one. Yeah. Nothing new, complete waste of time. All it would be is an upgrade to 1080p for a film that I believe may have been shot on Super 8. <laughs> um, a, a complete and utter fucking waste of money. Yep. But it would at least be uncut. Then again, I think the version I've got already is uncut. So I'm, if you've got the three disc one, I'm pretty I sure do. that that is uncut. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you I want thought it, it was... anyway, don't you? I will at some point buy that. Yes, there is yeah, no yeah, denying yeah. that. Yeah, I will at some point be buying that. No, no. The... For me, I, I will. Mm. I will. Co- I will now count up my uh, Elm Street ones. So okay. Yes. So I so I got the big um, platinum series uh, box set of uh, one to seven. Is that um, the really good one where you get to yeah, go around like yeah yeah the really good with the with a disc of extras that is really like yeah. you know fully comprehensive as really fun. novel yeah, that. Yeah, yeah yeah I love that um, so I've got that box set I've got the region two variant of that box set which has no extra stuff on it basically yeah. um, I have the Infinity Film release of the original Nightmare on Elm Street which had a, a bunch of different extras. And then I have got. I think the, I have that version. That's really good. Yeah, and then I've got the Blu-ray of yeah. um, one to seven, um, yeah. uh, because that has uh, staggered across the films the extras that were basically on the um, big platinum series region one um, one to seven box set. Oh, uh, I never want to be the one to make you. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there, there are my there are my four copies. I will not buy. I mean, I'm not going to upgrade to like four, you know, UHD or, or something like that. I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to. If they were, if they released it, had an, an exclusive extra on it. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, the extra is like Robert England going, "Hi, I'm really glad that you bought this uh, set because it gives me Ken Quinn." Uh, and I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." I'm, I'll, what if I'll it was that. Robert England doing a little crab walk and just going, "Fred, fuck." Fred, fuck, Fred, fuck, Fred, fuck. We, we could actually, because he's on Cameo now, we could get him doing Oh, that. shit, we could get him just... Right. Do you know this is actually true? Yeah. I genuinely considered buying you that. No, you and did I not, went, really. And I did, no, I did. And I was shit. like, I'm going to see if I can get Robert Englund to say, welcome to Fred, fuck, Minge. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't bring myself to do it, because it costs so much, and it was not worth it. Okay, I tell you what, I tell you what, right? Listeners, you have been very generous and contributed money to this program before. If you are feeling like stupid generous and want to send us money so that we can get a pointless Robert England, <laughs> which we will, which we, we will definitely put out, where he says "Welcome to Fred Fuck Minge" and nothing else, right? Is the the most frivolous, pointless piece of shit ever. If you want to contribute money to this, um, email us at kenandstuchio at gmail.com. He We're charges getting... £262.50. Yeah, the, the, the overall cost is £262.50, so a lot of you are going to have to get in on this. like, <laughs> Right? I, I honestly, like... <clears throat> If we could, like, what if we got the money? What if we somehow managed to raise the money and we said, we want you to say, welcome to Fred Fuck Min. <laughs> and he said, I'm not saying that. 
I mean, honestly, I couldn't blame him. If it, would, it would be worth it. If he didn't want to say that, I wouldn't say, like, I'd say, like, you know, fair Fred fucks, mate. Fair Fred fucks. I, yeah. I don't know why we want you to say this. We'll think yeah, of something Fred's. else for him to say. Fair Fred's, yeah. We could, he, oh, he could do, he could do a shout out to the Kenny's Jew Show and call it the mm. best, the best podcast that I've ever heard in my entire life mm. or something like that. You know, like Robert England approved. Mm. Yeah. But it's Maybe we could, do you think we could get him to say that, like, he could get him to say Fred Mayer? Fred Mayer, yeah. <laughs> Fucking so stupid. I can't get over Fred Mayer. But Every really, time I remember the existence of Fred Mayer, I just come overwhelmed with joy. It, I'm overwhelmed with, with guilt. It keeps me up at night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not happy that we created Well, the that. thing is, if Fred Mayer were to ever leak to the internet, that would be it for us. Like, that would be like, cancelled. Yeah. I don't know. Do we... Want to keep alluding to the existence of Fredmare? Yeah, because no one's ever going to see it. But like, what if, what if, you know, what if I got hacked and it got nicked? Well, yeah. no. Well, what, what if you just get blind drunk one night? Yeah, I get and, completely and fucked you're just up. Like, God, this will be this will be good for a laugh, won't it? This will I'm going to death charge my entire career. Well, no. Do you know what the good thing about it is, though, is mm. that if it ever did get released, nobody is yeah. going to be able to play it. To yeah. be able to uncover all the all the grim shit in there, so we're fine, we're safe, man. Yeah. The problem the problem is ZZT, the engine in which it was made, has recently been uh, decompiled, so it is in fact easier than ever for someone to play it. Oh bollocks! <laughs> oh bollocks! <laughs> oh, bollocks. <laughs> okay, um, do you know do you know what we could do? We could cancel ourselves before um, it gets to that mm. stage. Actually, I, th- I think we need to do a preemptive um, Ken and Stu cancel. Yeah, the Ken and Stu have unfortunately been cancelled now. That is, due, we are done. Due to just the worst thing in creation. It's not even that yeah, the material Fredman. is offensive, it's just a really it, it bad is, though. game. It is offensive, though. <laughs> it's just a really impossible game to play. Yeah, That's... it is very offensive as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be around the bush. Okay, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's it's all in the best possible taste. You know, we, we did So, with... speaking of Freddy Krueger... Y- yes. You could say that he was a monster at work, couldn't you? Um, Thus bringing us to our final Disney thing, I believe, of the day. Uh, I b- believe so, yeah. Um, yeah, because I thought you might want to talk about monsters at work. Wow, okay, that was that was a great segue. Um, Thank you. Well done. Um, he wasn't Fred really Way. working, but we'll we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Monsters at Work, the the um, TV series follow up to Monsters Inc., which I was not uh, looking forward to, um, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest, because I thought, how can you, how can you go back to this well, and have it be satisfying? I mean, I was, I was very uh, curious about Monsters University. To be honest, I thought that there's no way that this is going to be on par. And then you know we've we discussed that on the on the Disney podcast. Um, I think we we both liked that, right? Yeah, at Monsters University, especially the ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ending totally justified it for me. I was like, "Yep, that's solid. I'll go with that." And I was like, "Oh God, don't do this again." Um, mm. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I'm only I'm only three episodes in, um, so I'm not sure where it's ultimately going to go. Whether it's going to, if it's going to be just frivolous because it's a series, or if it's ultimately going to reach some sort of point. Um, but what mm. I will say is that I am I am really enjoying going through it. Um, as I said to you, I was like, I'm getting big, big sustained like laughs every episode, um, which mainly, uh, 
you know, now that I think about it, mainly it comes at the uh, at Mike's expense because every time Mike gets abused or hurt, it's always funny. Mm. <laughs> like they they repeat the um, <clears throat> they repeat the gag of him uh, getting blocked out of a photo, and just mm. seeing that gag again, it was just like it's it's just it's still a really good gag, man. You know, it's like <laughs> I I just I just like love Mike. Like he is one of my favorite fucking like comedy Pixar characters. Like. There are so many Mike bits that I think of because Billy Crystal just puts his whole ass into that role <laughs> in a way that I really ever, like you and me, me and you, both of us together. I think about that all the. T- I think about that constantly. Yeah, and I think about him just screaming. <laughs> no, right. yeah. he does the best. His pain scream is just literally. Nah! It's so good. <laughs> yeah, um, him putting his whole arse into it. That is a great way of. <laughs> It's a great way of summing up his performance. Well, this is the thing with, with Monsters Inc. Because I've seen a bit of Monsters at Work. Uh-huh. Like I've only seen a couple of like, episodes, but yeah. I, I thought it was good. I liked it. You know, yeah. yeah. I didn't expect the world from it because it's TV. But yeah, I yeah, was yeah. surprised at how entertaining it actually was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was surprised how funny it is. And it took and it, how it takes things in an interesting direction as well. Mm. Um, is it all out now? Is it did it all drop um, or is it week to week or? I think it's week to week, but I think it's yeah. been going for quite a while. I think we've got yeah. quite a bit to to catch up on. I'm sure there's like yeah, seven, yeah. seven or eight episodes out now. Oh nice, um, yeah. But I'm I'm only three episodes in. Um, I I like that. Um, they managed to to get everybody back. Um, you know, it's like even Jennifer Tilly, whose character is not in it that much. Um, yeah. You know, well, so far anyway. Um, yeah. she's still in there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but she is... can't be that. Ex- she can't be that expensive to, to, to get. Well, I mean, she is in <laughs> Chucky, mate. Come on. Yeah. Oh, is she in the new Chucky series as well? Yeah, she certainly is. Oh fuck! I didn't realize that they were going to have Jennifer Tilly in the new Chucky series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's that you know. Everybody, so it actually does back. follow on properly from. It, it does Cult follow on properly from Colt. Um, yeah. That trailer did not suggest that in any way. I know, right? Which makes me mm. curious as to what the. What they're building up to with that, um, we'll get into yeah. that shortly. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the, it's just, um, it's got, uh, yeah. Every episode, I am, I am laughing. I'm coming out of that feeling, feeling good. Um, so I'm happy to stick with it. I don't, as I say, I'm wondering whether ultimately it will lead to something that justifies its its creation. Because I think the, you know, what we said. I mean, I've certainly not really <laughs> been keeping up with Pixar lately. Um, no. But but the strongest stuff, as we mentioned on the on the Pixar podcast, yeah. was that you know it always has it always reaches a central point where you think that was a point worth making. You yes, know, it, it had an emotional core that you know rang true. It didn't you know it didn't yeah. um, like you know the the whole thing at the end of Monsters University is like yeah school isn't everything important these, as fuck yeah really yeah, guys, I was very moved by that yeah, yeah it was that was beautiful it was like yep that's absolutely justified it its reason to exist. Hopefully the series will lead to something to that. But if it doesn't, I have I have just enjoyed this as a um, as a continuation of those characters that I really like. And as I say, I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was. But um, yeah, 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 big big laughs every episode. I'm like, okay, thank thank God they've managed to maintain this a certain degree of quality in this. And I think we, I said to you that I think monsters the monsters Inc. sort of series has basically ended up being. Um, the more the most consistent like go back to thing uh, the, yeah. the the Pixar series uh, weirdly, um, and you know I just didn't want to see them do a bad one, so yeah, I, I was 
I was. I didn't want to. I didn't want to Incredibles to it. You know. No. Right. Yeah. Because that would have been. I would have left a really sour taste in my mouth. Um, yeah, because Incredibles two, as we both remember, is stinking. Yeah, it's absolutely honking. And ever since then, I've been kind of nervous when they've gone back to stuff. I mean, Toy Story four yeah. ended up being a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Actually, I, I was, I was still, yeah. I still came out of that reasonably impressed um, with what they did with that. And I think that yeah. sort of justified itself as well, if I remember correctly. I haven't gone back to it since I saw it at the cinema, but I think um, I came out feeling quite positive about that. But every time yeah. they go back to something now, I'm just like I'm nervous. Uh, after yeah. Incredibles 2. But yeah, Monsters at Work. Um, yeah, entertaining so far. Looking forward to um, continuing to watch it, actually. Hooray! Hey. Uh, so, right. so from one animation got... to another an- animation? Yeah. Yeah? Should we talk about um, He-Man? Yeah, let's talk about Masters, Masters of the Universe Revelation. Which um, is... Kevin Smith, office tits again, um, going like, <laughs> what if He-Man and Tila had a fuck? <laughs> and then he well, just... I mean, that's an extremely ungenerous way of describing what has been, by all accounts, a pretty good series. I, I think what I've done there is my objective hat has fallen off, and I've been... I've been you know, I've not quite sold that I reckon. Series. I reckon that Kevin Smith wakes up in the morning, lights a big fucking blunt, mm-hmm. and holds it up and goes, by the power of Greyskull, I have the power! Yeah. And then he smokes it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. And then when he's finished that blunt, he reverts back to uh, Prince Adam. <laughs> you know what I find quite funny is going, I listen, because Scott Mosier, his old, <laughs> like, old-time producer... His old mate, yeah. He did a podcast with him called Smodcast, which is yeah. often very funny. Uh, but he, he'd been away for a long time, so he doesn't really work with him anymore. Uh, yeah. Presumably because Kevin Smith's too blazed to do anything. <laughs> and I listened to this podcast, and it's like the state of Kevin Smith, man. Yeah. He sounds absolutely roasting. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And I, I am not saying this to be like, don't smoke weed. No. But for love of God, the man is, he's hes boiled his brain. Yeah. Like, you can just hear it in his voice. He's yeah, just yeah, yeah. absolutely fucked. Like, <laughs> Kevin, put down the, 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 the joint, man. Please, put down the bifter. <laughs> I beg you. I think it may be too late. I think, yeah, can't couldn't save that one. Uh, <laughs> he knew I was going to say. Though, have yeah, one percent. Having said that, having said that, I feel like this turned out better than expected. My theory is that Kevin Smith's actual creative input on this was fairly minimal, limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically, he he sort of pitched them the idea. He just went, hey, you should put Jason Mewes in it. Uh." And they were like, okay, now get out. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Okay, Kevin, why don't you go in there and smoke this weed? (laughs) Why don't we go in there now? (laughs) (laughs) I think this conversation would be better have in the caravan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think basically he came up with the idea of reviving it. And then it was left to somebody else to actually uh, write it. Um, you know, he might have come up with story or something, but I think his writing input has been minimal, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I, I, I actually, 
and this is this is weird, right? Okay, I, I'm gonna own up to this. I don't actually feel that great talking shit about Kevin Smith anymore. <laughs> Ever since we did the Kevin Smith podcast, where I ended up realizing that I feel mostly positive about his films, I'm just like, no, he's he's all right. Leave him alone, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Um, so I, I, I feel I feel incredibly guilty for the last like five minutes of stuff that we've said. Well, the thing the thing is, like you know, like okay, I'm I think I'm a pretty big fan of Smith. Like I was pretty into the Viewisk universe. And all you definitely stuff. were. I mean, you you basically got me into it essentially. Yeah, and I love the majority of those films. Everything yeah. up to, uh, I'd say Red State. I think is at least. Uh, I I want to go back to Red State because I found that yeah. actually um, quite interesting. Um, I would say it's I, good I go back at to least as well. But I would I think I can state fairly confidently that the man has baked his brain out. I think I, I, I think that the, the Jane Silent Bob reboot was toilet. Yeah, it was it was good. incredibly disappoint it was an incredibly disappointing film and it, yeah. it looked like he'd forgotten how to point a camera at something. Yeah. And he'd <laughs> forgotten how to write dialogue. He'd forgot Jason Muse wasn't able to I mean, he was never a great actor, but he could at least convince you that he was that character, and rather sure, than just yeah. some guy. Yeah. And they all just look old, and it's embarrassing. Now, yeah. Clerks, <clears throat> Clerks Three, which he's now working on, mm. he's posted some set pics from it, and everyone looks old as shit. Yeah. And except, like, except Rosario Dawson. Now he, now, yeah, she looks great. Obviously, she looks now, amazing. Yeah. He has revealed essentially the premise of that movie, yeah. which is Jeff Anderson's character Randall has a heart attack mm-hmm. and realizes he's wasting his life and decides to make a movie about working in the convenience store. Yeah, that is the shittest, wankest premise from a man who cannot get the fuck over his past. Like. I cannot conceive of a more wank premise for a third Clerks movie. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. No, he might pull a ha- I might pull out the bag. He might manage to make something genuinely intellectually and emotionally honest. He might make something earnest because he is writing about himself very transparently. Yeah, yeah, incredibly but transparently. To me, that is an embarrassing premise. Okay. Like that—that's the best that he could think I'm, of. Is I'm, I want to? I had a heart attack. Therefore, Randall had a heart attack yeah, because yeah. Randall was the guy I was going to play, and it's, everyone knows that. And it's about me making clerks, even though they just released a movie called Making Clerks, which was about making clerks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I—I—I I, I, I cannot. I cringed when I heard <laughs> that's what he was doing. I was just like, sure. for God's sake. You I mean, have no ideas anymore. I, Your head's empty, and I love you, Kevin. But I think you're a great bloke. I genuinely do like you. I think you're a good presence. Yeah, I think you're a nice, positive presence in the in the geek fandom and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you need an idea to make a movie, and you don't have <laughs> one. <laughs> and but you know what? I would love to be wrong. Hands up if it turns out great. I po- I will 100 percent backtrack on all of this. Sure, sure, right. And here's here's the thing for me, right? I mean, yeah. I I follow him on, on Instagram, yeah, and I, and I read all his posts, and he and he is very, um, like heart on his sleeve kind of guy, and that makes me that endears him to me in a in a way yeah. like, beyond beyond like looking through all the films and going no, I actually feel largely positive about these. Actually, you know, I I need to give him a break. Mm. Just like the way he speaks about his experiences and stuff, and 
how enthusiastic he is about everything um, endears him a lot to me. Because, yeah. you know, because I, I wear a cynical hat, uh, you know, a lot of the time with this kind of stuff. And I always love it when my cynicism is undermined. Like, you know, we talked about, you know, going into Paddington and just mm. coming out of that going, fucking hell, that was charming as fuck. I was totally off my rocker thinking that that was going to be shit. I, thank God it worked as well as it did, right? Mm. And him being that sort of guy, yeah, re really appeals to me. Mm. Clerks too. when we watched that for the podcast, ended up being the one that really got to me the most, actually, that really mm. um, just, like, emotionally affected me. Mm. The, the idea of him, because he's wanted to do this one for a long time, and obviously he couldn't get Jeff Anderson because the initial idea that he came up with was just too sour for him. Yeah, uh, and he and he rejected it, right? I, I think I've got that right, right? I'm not I, familiar with the idea. I, I, I don't follow him as I, close as I used to, I, to be honest. I thought that you, you, it was in fact you that told me that the. Initial... Well, I knew, I knew that I knew that he was not into the the script. Yeah, but I think. But I don't was, know what the actual idea was. I, I think, think it was actually quite knows. grim and unpleasant. If if I, I, I don't right recall, right. I truly don't yeah. recall. I might, that may be the case. I don't remember. I'm right. sorry. Okay, but the thing is, like, if if he's managed to craft something that. Uh, has appealed to him enough to come back. It yeah. sort of signals something, you know, potentially positive. Yeah, I, I don't want to see him make a bad Clerks film now. No. The, the idea that he's got the backing of now a major studio again to do. Yeah, that, that is, is encouraging. Really, that is, that is, means is, that he yeah. might. That means that this one might actually resemble a film, right? As opposed to you know when he's been because he's the last few films he's basically been doing by himself. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, Maybe that has, I'm not saying it's generated a lack of effort, but it's maybe like, well, you know, kind of who cares kind of thing. Like, I'm basically, this is going to be, a, you know, a bit of a shit show. The idea that he's, yeah. he's got this kind of backing again, and he's actually, he can afford to go back to New Jersey. And it, I just, it makes me want to feel positive for the guy. And it makes me yeah. think want to think positively about what's coming. I hope it's great. But. I must concede that the last few efforts signal that it has the not unreasonable potential to be a fucking pile of arse, right? Yeah. Because Yoga Hosers was a fucking just toilet. Um, Jane Silent Bob reboot was just, I mean, that was, it was weird as fuck, but it was not in a good way at all. But I just really wanted to do Clerks 3 and have it be great, actually. I hope that it... I, hope, I really hope so. And I really, really, really the, hope so. Because of his emotional honesty, I'm thinking if you if you're putting that into something that you've wanted to do for like what at least I'm talking ten years, right? That he's had the idea to go back to this. Yeah, I, I just hope it's great. I really hope it's great, and I like the fact that he's at least getting to make it. Um, but whether it's any good or not, we'll we'll find out. But I'm, I definitely that was something I'll definitely watch. Because I think it has the mo it has the most potential. Yeah. To be good. Yeah. So fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Um, but in regards to Masters of the Universe, um, quite liked it, um, actually. Um, what did you think? <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't watch all of it. Uh, you didn't watch I watched all of it. A, I watched some of it, and I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. Like I had yeah. no qualms with it. I might go back to it someday. Uh -huh. But like people going ape shit about it was what kind of mostly had my attention on it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it was almost as if people had misunderstood the fact that it ended on a cliffhanger and that it would be resolved in the upcoming in the second part second yeah. half of the season. Like people seem to 
pretend not to understand quite conventional storytelling in order to be angry, which I was kind of like, um, okay, weird. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bit strange. And the, the whole idea that they might kill off He-Man, because um, he obviously he's had an incredible amount of shit for that, like leaving it in that in that point, and everybody's going, oh, you're killing off He-Man so that you can um, you can put forward like. Tila, like female characters, like you know, you're, yeah. you're planting the male lead. I'm like, get utterly. The problem, the thing is, Smith today. is too. Smith is too online and too emotive to put up with criticism like that. He, so yeah. he'd like go online and he's like, oh, he's not dead, he's just injured. I'm like, don't tell him that. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to take a step back, man. Um, yeah, he really needs to absolutely from, from, totally from online yeah. presence. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not it's not healthy. It's not healthy. He needs to step and away it, from the bong. It's nice that he engages with the fans so much. Like obviously, the you know the people who love him love him dearly. Um, yeah, but he definitely needs to take a take a big step back from that. Um, yeah, Mark Hamill. Uh, it was just the Joker voice, basically. Um, that, that was that was a real disappointment for me. Um, I mean, yeah. it, it's weird because, you know, Mark Hamill doing the Joker is is so iconic that maybe it's me, but I now hear that in everything that he voices. Like I heard the Joker in Chucky, essentially. It was it just yeah. seemed to be the same, and I don't know if he's just not a very good voice actor, or whether it's me just like imprinting my own shit on it. But when he did Skeletor, I was basically like, yeah, there's there's the Joker again, okay. you know. That was a bit funny. I have nothing to say about it. Obviously. No, no, no. no at all. I, it was just like, it was not a waste of time. Um, it was no. pretty breezy, um, short, reasonably enjoyable. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was fine, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, that, that, and that's I... all I have to say about that. And so that hang that hangs it all up for now for for the dead medium of telly. I would I would say, um, <laughs> is it really telly when it's streaming? Yeah. Okay. Well, that answers that fucking. No, you, I just I just wanted to, I, I don't need this to be a thing. I just wanted to ask that question. Right. Well, fucking, you've made, well, if you don't want it to be a thing, then you should have said it to someone who doesn't take everything really like weirdly seriously. That's true. Get actually, proper that's wound true. up about yeah. run, about gets wound up about nothing. Yeah, that's I'll right. Ask literally anybody else that question. Just yeah, like, anyone who isn't mentally ill. Yeah, be able to and they'd just that. be like, yeah. As opposed to me, who would just be like, oh, the MCU's not fucking anything, mate. Film tell you, I tell you what it is. It's shit. It's shit. It's shit. It's shit. That's that's anyway. That's yeah. Go on. So, Ken, have you seen any movies lately? No. Oh, well, this bit's a bit of a fucking wash then, isn't it? <laughs> oh, do you like it when the tables are turned, eh? I don't Ooh. like it. I dislike it, in fact. Hey, yeah, no, you, you don't like that much, do you? Yeah, well, I, think well, I, won't be doing it to, I won't be doing it again now oh. that I know how it feels. No, yeah, yeah. How does it burn? <laughs> how does it taste? Mm. It tastes like ashes. Ashes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, I, I have seen some films. Oh, so you were um, fucking lying before? Okay, I, w- I was absolutely bullshitting you. Yeah, yeah, and you fell for it. <laughs> you didn't take me MCU baits. So I had to reel you in with that. <laughs> yeah, you got me in the end. I chomped hey, right down on that. I, I chomped down on that hook. He's on the box. He's on the hook. He's on the Barbie now. That's it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. 
yes. So um, um, let's talk some films before we wrap this pitch up. Um, <clears throat> I saw uh, Nobody, uh, which is the sort of John Wick style thing with Bob Odenkirk. Um, mm. Briefly talk about that. Basically, um, I mean, really enjoyed it, um, first of all. Um, but the trailers uh, totally missold it. Um, they sort of put it to being a uh, very glib, almost sort of pastiche kind of action-y thing about this guy who looks really unthreatening, who ends up going like psycho. Um, but it actually, I mean, it kind of goes into being knowingly absurd at a certain point, but it actually managed to have a, a pretty decent amount of texture, a, a pretty decent look for a modern film, which, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that when we get into Suicide Squad, um, and kept it quite dramatic and underplayed and reasonably sort of gritty and low-key as opposed to going sort of full tilt. Um, lead guy was really good in it, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a good bit of fun. Um, more along the lines of, I think, sort of the first John Wick as opposed to the third John Wick, where, like, nothing registers any sort of impact at all, and it's become just, like, absolutely pointless. Um, would recommend it if you're just after a bit of, you know, just decent sort of action fare. Um, yeah, quite enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah? I have no... I don't know what it is even, barely, right. so... Um... Yeah, well, I mean, you basically... Uh, I've sort of described it there for you. It's basically just a, a sort of John Wick style uh, actioner, um, and a, a pretty a pretty decent one at that. If you're just after a bit of that. Um, oh. The other thing that I want to talk about is Fear Street, hey. um, which is um, now is it an adaptation of an R.L. Stein book? I don't know because I've never read them, but it's based right. on the, the R.L. Stein series. Right, right, okay, okay. Well, but basically, right, okay. Everybody's been raving about this uh, trilogy recently, um, this uh, Fear Street Netflix trilogy, um, and I got a bit of time, so I wanted to give it a go. So I saw, I saw the first part. Um, wasn't really enjoying it, to be honest. It seems kind of tonally quite confused. And the thing is, I mean, we, you know, uh, we both saw Goosebumps. Yeah. Um, which nicely for me, treads that line of sort of ambling horror. You know, like, we, you know, we talked about Poltergeist. Um, I think the, the vein of something like Goosebumps is very much in that vein. Like, the, obviously, the horror in Poltergeist is a little, a little bit more serious. But it's basically mm. that sort of non-threatening, but enough for it to have a little bit of a kick in it, right? This one yeah. is like it's got a much higher rating, and um, the violence is more overt and stuff. But like humor-wise, and sort of character-wise, and like narrative-wise, it's basically sort of along similar lines to Goosebumps, and it just felt very confused. The two things didn't marry very well. You've got you've got this like you know pretty uh, brutal opening kill. Mm. Like and and it's you know it's it doesn't exactly spare the blood the blood it's it's pretty violent but you've got it within a sort of goosebumps style feel and I was like this this just doesn't fit you got to go one way or the other you've got to make the horror impactful like seriously impactful or you've got to 
tone it down so that it it goes with the the sort of mood that you're creating because it it just it came off just very yeah the the best way I can put it is confused um but it it was like it was almost bordering on parody uh in a certain sense yeah. and i i just and i just couldn't really get comfortable with it and then like in the last half hour um it started getting kind of brutal and forgetting the tone that it had established for like the last hour which is even more confused but it was something that i could more get on board with um to the point where as it wrapped up i'm thinking i probably will get round to watching the second one at some point which is set in like 1978 and i think is uh leaning into more sort of like uh inspired by like halloween friday the 13th kind of thing I might get round to giving that a look, but I just I didn't really know what to make of it for most of it. It was it was just weird. Um, yeah, just just very very confused uh, film. Um, totally. I I don't know. I mean, if you ever get round to it, you can. I mean, by all means, let me know what you think. But I going on that. I don't think it would be your kind of thing to be honest. To be honest. No, I, I it sounds shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Basically, basically, um, just not really knowing which line to tread, you know, whereas uh, Goosebumps, you know, comfortably knows where its limits is. And, well, I mean, uh, like, if in the middle of Goosebumps that wussy kid got gutted from Arsenal to breakfast, like in... Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> like Bone yeah. Tomahawk style. Right, exactly. exactly. You just wouldn't expect that now, would you? No, you wouldn't. And, like, Poltergeist has a couple of pretty, you know, pretty bare, you know, horrific moments but it's always right. got that just that that current of humor running through it to just make it to just dial back the threat so it's not uncomfortable but the horror is you know it's still horror right yeah uh, and it, it feels like they were sort of trying to emulate that and basically fucking it up um is the best way i can put it um so i don't know if i would recommend it or not um but i'm curious to see what other people you know whose opinions I actually respect um, make us something like this actually could but I just didn't really have a good time with it well I mean I'm, I would I would watch it at some point but the odds are I probably won't so unfortunately um, no. to, besides I, I don't think that I'm respected so my opinion is meaningless um, <laughs> well you're, you're saying yeah, I respect I Fear Street was good <laughs> I, well, I thought it was bollock I don't care what you think you're a cunt Ah, well, that's fair enough. I mean, you've called me out on a... <laughs> that's a... That's a very reasonable argument that you've made, and I don't think I can stand up to that very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, getting off that, um, shall we yeah. talk about stuff that we've both seen now? Yeah, we what we saw when we finally fucking met up. Uh, yeah, we finally had the, the, the Ken and Reese Union... Yeah, we gotta do that again sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, when we we went to see the what can only be described as one of the most important films ever made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like definitely, and one of the most important, um, like you know, definitely within the the saga of you know this this series of films, definitely the most important film ever made. Yeah, F F nine, the Fast Saga. Yes, <laughs> I love how they can just never have, have any sort of consistency with titles. You know? Yeah, they, they, they well, what is it? It's it's like um, okay, 
The Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep. Tokyo Drift. The, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Fast and Furious. Yep. Again. Uh, yep. 2005. Fast Five. Or Fast and Furious 5 Rio Heist. Miami Rio Heist, yeah. Fast and Furious 6. Or just Furious 6. Yeah. Uh, Furious 7. Yeah. The Fate of the Furious. Or Fast and and Furious 8. Yeah. Yeah. And F9, the Fast Saga. Or or Fast and Furious 9. Or a big, big, big steaming pile of entertaining bollocks. Yeah. Uh, as basically, would, basically all of them. Yeah, as I would like to literally, um, you know, properly rebrand the entire series. I think we, I think we need to take over and just give it a bit yeah. of consistency. Yeah, they should rename it Nippy, Nippy, Nippy. Yeah, like you know, get Nippy. They're nipping about. They're Nippy, Nippy little <laughs> cunts. Okay, yeah. I mean, in the absence of anything better, I'll go with that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, F9, after many months apart, over a year apart, I think. A, a year me apart. And Ken yep. finally reunited to, to, to descend on the IMAX yeah. uh, in Cambridge. It was either it, it going to be this, or what else were we pitching that we might see as a, as a reunion film? Now. I'm sure there was Oh, wasn't it Spiral? Weren't we going to see Spiral? Yes, we were going to go and see Spiral, and then we said, hey, do you know what? We could not go and see that. Yeah, we could could in fact not see that. Yeah, that's it. None of us ever have to watch that, ultimately. We never, I mean, we will at some point, I'm sure. And it will probably. I I would imagine that I will see it at some point, yeah. And I imagine it will be at some point uh, together, because I certainly don't intend to watch that bollocks on my own. Unless we do a sort of like. On the internet, we're both watching it, right? Yeah, we, that's we, an we, option. We I mean, that. the thing is, I've kind of done a full one eighty because I genuinely have no interest in watching that film. Me neither. But Me I, neither. I imagine because I was really up for it the whole time. I was like, "No, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be fun." Because we yeah. always see, we always see the spiral movie. And then I saw some sort of feedback, and I was like, "Oh, I don't care about this movie." <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it limits. My, you know, it, I mean, my caring was basically like two percent. Um, knowing yeah. what I know of it, that it basically doesn't really have any sort of tie to the main series, it's just like okay, that that's that's me done. Like it doesn't have a post credits where Tobin Pell, Bell comes back. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, nah. My my interest is now like you know a, a millionth of a percent, but I could still see it, a situation where we end up watching it because we decide that you know. It, well, I said I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't see the Sonic movie, and then it turned out that it was out the same weekend that we that um. Yeah, we were recording the pod that weekend. We were doing the yeah. So we kind of it was like we kind of have to. We might have as well. To. Might as well. And you have already bought your ticket for Sonic the Hedgehog two. No, I have not. Well, I heard differently. Um, if from, you have heard lies from the local cinema vendor, who I made a point again to know. Um, I said, hey, has Stu bought his Sonic 2 ticket yet? And he went, yes, in fact, he's bought three. Um, just, like, in consecutive showings. Um, you know, he, he intends to go back, you know, in a, in a loop, basically. And I was like, well, that's that's our Stu. You know? I guess Idris Elba, Idris Elba's knuckles sold him, you know? God, I can't bear that shit, man. <laughs> we'll talk about Idris Elba. I'm going to have to listen to just over this god. Ah. Uh. Like yeah. the, with with respect to Idris Elba, 
genuinely like yeah. he he's in everything. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. I don't I can't see his voice and that character together. I I just I I can't I don't well, get it. Well Knuckles isn't a character. <laughs> he's just an icon like he's just a trademark. Right, yeah. Who's um, who's voicing Tails? Have they said yet? No. no I mean, no. I don't care. No. <laughs> but you're still going to... All get... I care about is whether or not they do farts in the movie. They are going to do farts in the movie. In fact, the mm-hmm. film opens with a ten-minute fart. I can't know what I have. The, the, the movie is going to establish that Tails has two arseholes. <laughs> and he's going to be like hey Sonic check it out stereo <laughs> no it's it's two tails so it's four arseholes um, that he has I, I don't understand that, how that makes sense well it doesn't have to make sense because it's Sonic the Hedgehog 2 <laughs> hey Sonic check it out Dolby surround <laughs> and then uh, Gary's like I can beat that <laughs> And, he's, and he starts talking out of it. Yeah, no, he's his death egg um, is actually just a massive like space arsehole and just farts <laughs> oblivion and destroys Sonic's home planet. Yeah, 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 with, that, with a guff. That would be fucking amazing. I would, I would buy a ticket for that. And he goes, "Somebody crack a window." Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, you and Knuckles up. goes and Knuckles the echidna goes. You know how echidnas have four, like, glands, have, like, four dickheads? Yeah. And Sonic's like, no, I didn't know that. And he just cuts him off and he goes, well, check this out, and bends over to reveal what can only be described as hundreds of arseholes. <laughs> All just simultaneously, like, winking, but not simultaneously, like, out of sync with each other, just winking anuses, like, oh, hundreds God. of them. Oh, God. So something like... out of society. Right, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's just this reverberating, just repeated guffs that go on for minutes. <laughs> And it closed. It's like real close up, and they've put all the budget into rendering these. So they look insanely realistic. Yeah, yeah. And you are sitting there in the cinema going, um, "Yeah, wanking." No, clapping. I was clapping. No, I was no, well, you, yeah, okay. I'm um, clapping with my left hand like this, and wanking with my right hand like this. Hey, that's that's the stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sure you will end up seeing it. I have no doubt that I will end up seeing it. Like yeah. it is not it's out of the question that I will not end up seeing it. And in fact I will I will be there to make sure that we we see it. <laughs> because I'll see is, it where you can. That is my mission now. I have to get you yeah. to see this. You know. It's it's that I got you to see all those saw movies. Like, I got you, you did, you did. You forced you, those I, on me. I definitely yeah. didn't invite you to one. <laughs> <laughs> a little a little comic rewriting of history there, listeners. <laughs> No, we did Jigthor, which does just a disappointing weekend. <laughs> <laughs> not the time spent with you, which was excellent. No, indeed. And not the recording of the pod, which ended up being great. But, um, yeah, a disappointing um, filmic weekend all round. Um, if only there was something to tell us that it was going to be that disappointing to you. If only there was some indicator, you know, that we missed. Mm. Never mind. Anyway... Getting off that, we saw Fast Nine together. Yeah, yeah, and um, it was it was absurd and fun and loud and daft and uh, very entertaining. Um, one of the one of the better ones in the series, I think. 
Um, I liked it. Fine. I thought it nearly made a massive misstep, but they pulled back from it at the last second, which is uh, the whole runner where Roman it starts to believe they might be invincible. Right. Because they constantly get into these situations and always survive. Uh-huh. I hated that because I was like, don't do meta. I do not come to this to have the holes poked in it. Like, yeah. don't do Hobson Shaw because... No, no, the only don't, reason, don't go down that route. The yeah. only reason these movies work is because they are completely lacking, in seemingly lacking in self-awareness. Yes, yeah. They are fun right. because, they are, because they are stupid, and that is what I'm here for. I'm not yeah. here to have that go like... Oh, this isn't uh, aren't, isn't this dumb? Aren't these movies dumb? Don't they make no sense? You know? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't want that. I did. That's no. why Hobson Shaw didn't work because that's when you exactly when it. you hang a flat when you hang a lampshade on, on 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 that, you ruin it. You break the illusion and you you, you make the audience feel bad for enjoying it. I totally yeah. Like, I, to- I totally agree. Totally. But agree. they did. In my opinion, they pulled it back. In this one. Yeah, they did. They, did. they it was backed actually, off from it by the end. It looked like it was going one way, but the, that whole yeah. com- commentary on them being invincible yeah. was actually leading to a point. It was yeah. getting yeah. to a point. And then in hindsight, th- that made the sequence where Roman somehow survives being shot at by like eight machine gunners actually quite funny. <laughs> uh, in in hindsight, because I know you don't like Roman, but I've always found him quite welcome in those movies. I think his presence is quite charming. I just, I just um, think, right? If he was suddenly missing, I would notice, but I'd not care. <laughs> fast, fast ten opens because they they get into contract dispute with Tyson or something. <laughs> uh, fast ten opens and Vince like, it's Roman. He was raped to death. Christ He'd be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> They found him with, they found him with DNA of ten cocks in his arse, mouth, and hands. And t- in his Letty's hands. like, "This is, yeah." Why the hands, fuck yeah. would that make any difference? Why well, wouldn't? Would that wouldn't... Cha- okay. His hands were, his hands were like chafed, and the, the cocks oh, okay. hadn't been washed, and they I, made I, it smell. I, 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 I got you. I got you. Um, um, no, I don't. I don't think it would be a. Uh, and Letty's like, this is a bit dark for PG <laughs> thirteen. <laughs> Sorry, did did you say raped to death, Finn? I mean, Dom. <laughs> and Dom was like, yeah, yeah. I lived my life a quarter mile at a time, but he lived his life eight cocks at a time. <laughs> and then he died eight cocks know, hang at a time. On. Hang on, if he lived his life eight cocks at a time, that means that it was welcome. No, he, he he. That's what Vin's next line. If you let me finish. Sorry, sorry. He yeah, says like you know, all those cocks. One of these days, he was bound to get AIDS, and he did. And that's how he died. Unless he's like, oh okay, AIDS was it? Vin's <laughs> like, yeah, AIDS. And then there's like a really long sequence of them just sitting there, not saying anything. <laughs> then Ryan Reynolds rings and he starts doing Ryan, Ryan Reynolds stick. Right. Yeah, and then I you, uh, the next sound is me leaving the cinema. Yeah, yeah. And you go right. Fuck this. I'm fed up with this. Cunt. I'm yeah. sneaking into the next screening, and it turns out to be free guy. I was like, no. Yeah, and like, the, the door, the doors, the doors seal. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't do this to me. I'm gonna have nightmares about that now. This is a this is a screening for the hard of hearing, so the volume will be tripled. Oh fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this is, yeah, that is my, that is my hell, basically. That is, mm. like, on a loop. And the, the room is padded and anything that you could use to kill yourself has been removed. Right, yeah, that is, on a loop, that is my hell. Um, that is where I will end up. Basically, it is um, also aimed at aimed at viewers with short term memory loss. The movie will be looped seven times unbroken. <laughs> okay, this is officially getting uncomfortable. And um, also, I, there are screens on all the walls, the ceiling, and the floor. I would I would like to stop this narrative um, now, so that we can continue to discuss Fast Nine. Free guy, huh? I'm a free guy. You mean like in a video game, huh? That kind of free guy. Is that mm. the free guy you're talking about? Nobody says free guy, you know. I'm Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> I have no talent. I don't know why I keep getting cast in things. <laughs> I don't like. Oh, me. this is this has gone really sour. Um, well, um, okay. Well, let, let's talk about Fast Nine. It was fine. It was fast it, it, fine. A fast fine. Yeah. 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 That, that was basically it. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was a step up from the last one, which we disagreed on. I I didn't like. It I as much as I remember did. liking a okay. I in hindsight, I can't really remember what happened, and it which doesn't bode that well. <laughs> there were a few things in Fast Nine that I disliked, but they all sort of fell under the bracket of silly nonsense. I mean, I yeah. thought John Cena worked quite well in it. Yeah, uh, John yeah. Cena was quite fun in it. I thought. Um, I thought the okay. What I really didn't like was the return of Han. Not that he came back, but the fact that they put such a perfunctory, lame effort into explaining his survival. No, see, I'm not bothered by that because I'm kind of like, well, what did you expect? Well, I expected at least the absolute like modicum of cleverness. Like mm. even just like this is how he survived. Like he did this. Like he even something lame. Like he rolled out. Into a fucking manhole or something, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. anything, anything mm -hmm. at all, or even if you actually show Mister Nobody coming down and saving his life, right? Yeah, and taking him away, anything. Uh -huh. But all they did was show what happened and then just have him say like, "Oh, Mister Nobody knows how to like solve problems or whatever it was." Yeah, yeah. He said, and that's literally all you get. Yeah, like that's that it. to me. That is that to me is an insulting level of effort. And on the one hand. I respect the fact that these movies are not about co really constant, coherent continuity. But on no. the other hand, they kind of are a bit. They're very careful to have continuity, I find, usually. Well, it's, So it's, it seems weird that from something that people were waiting for that long, they didn't even have the remotest good explanation for why they did it. Well, I'm, or how it happened. That bothered me more than it probably ought to have. The, the, the thing is, him coming back... Like the idea mm. of him coming back bothered me more than the way he came back because he shouldn't. Yeah. he shouldn't have ever been back, right? No, he shouldn't have come back. I totally agree with you. Yeah. there was no reason to bring him back. But the uh, fact that they did, but then they didn't even bother to explain it worth a fuck. That bothered me. Yeah, that did annoy well, me. As soon as the trailer revealed that he was coming back, I was like, okay, yeah. I officially don't care anymore. Well, okay. it's because they did the whole, you know, the whole hashtag Justice for Han thing, right? No, and then they 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 alluded to that in the trailer with Justice is coming, and it's like, well. Don't. This is here's the thing, right? Yeah, there is no justice for Han because there is none. No, he's alive, <laughs> and that, well, Giselle's still dead, isn't she? Giselle's still dead. Well, they're now rumoring that you know she's going to come back for the next two. 
Um, I guess you never see her body. So. No, so, I mean, look, they might as well bring yeah. her back, right? If Gal Gadot is not doing anything else, she might as well like, turn up, right? I mean, why not yeah. at, this, at this stage? It, it has it has run out of fucks, and I have run out of fucks as well with it, but I'm still I'm still entertained by the whole thing, and it's not yeah. quite sliding into Hobson Shaw territory, thank Christ. No. But that end... I, have, I actually revisited that movie. We'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, yeah. With the post-credits... Yeah, um, where you've got Deckard Shaw, uh, yeah, beating up that guy in the in the punch bags, and then yeah. Han turns up uh, at yeah. his door, right? Spoilers, yeah. by the way. Sorry, guys, because um, yeah. I know you really care about this series, right? That moment, <laughs> yeah, just like it no sold itself basically on the fact of him coming back because yeah. there is no there is no point for tension between these two characters because it turns out. It was all a setup. So well, what, I mean, so what is he still rammed? He still he still rammed his car over, I guess. But I, no, I didn't get the inclination that it was a setup. I got the inclination that it was legit at the time. But then Mister Nobody just saved Han. I didn't think it was a setup on Deckard Shaw's part. Mm, no, like, I, I didn't think he was in on it or anything. I didn't think. No, no, case, I, I don't it? think he was in on it. But what yeah. reason? So does I can have well, to because be because Deckard Shaw like rammed his freaking car over and was trying to kill him. Right, but. The, the there was an implication, and you know I'd need to go back to it because I can't clearly remember. But I'm sure there was an in, implication in the film that they knew it was coming, and that they used that to fake Han's death. You know, Deckard Shaw wasn't a part of it, but he was basically they knew that it was gonna it was gonna be coming, and that they used that to fake Han's death so he could go and do this thing, and like okay, so basically. If that is the case, then what reason does he have to be angry? I, 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 don't, I don't really get it. I mean, well, I guess we'll have to wait for Fast well, 10 your seatbelts to yes. find out, won't we? <laughs> if they don't call it that, that is going to be really disappointing to you, isn't it? You've been, yeah. sitting, you've been sitting on that gag for ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they almost certainly won't. They'll call it, they'll call it Fast 11 your seatbelts. <laughs> they'll call it Fast 10 and then they'll use that gag for the next film where it doesn't work and you'll be screaming like mm. forever um, but basically yeah, it was it was pretty entertaining um, and John Cena was a pretty good addition um, and I will I will almost certainly go and see the next one you know, because they're, they're yeah. big dumb fun and pretty reliable as big dumb fun um, but not so dumb that I hate myself for watching it, which is what Hobbs and Shaw was. I went. I went back to Hobbs and Shaw. You, you what? Sorry. I went back to Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Recently, mm-hmm. watched it on Blu-ray. I have to say, without any weight of expectation and already knowing about the stuff that I didn't like in it, I thought I found it quite entertaining. Really. I thought it was quite entertaining as a small screen piece of as a piece of. Uh, Entertainment. I, mm. I I got quite a kick out of it actually. I um, have no real inclination to go back to it at all um, until Fast Ten comes out when you rewatch all of them. No, because like I did that on the road up to Fast Nine, and I skipped Hobbs ah, and Shaw because you skipped Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. We we know obviously um, uh, the Rock is not coming back for the next two. Um, he's he's we'll now, see about that. He's now officially out of the Fast. Um, we shall effing see about that. Well, I quite believe it actually given the the still sort of antagonism between him and Vin Diesel 
Fast Eleven. Hi, The Rock. This is the final. This is the final movie in the series. We will give you a billion dollars to be in it. Okay. <laughs> that, that, I, I, I would not. I would be stunned if he wasn't in the last one at least. Like I would be. Genuinely I know what you mean. Stunned. I know what you mean. It, I think. I think for me, weirdly, it would be vaguely unsatisfying if he didn't turn up for the last one, given that he basically made them interesting to me. <laughs> like, yeah, know, he he was one of the reasons I started like started watching it and kept watching it. Um, because you know he's he's got a lot of appeal in those in those films. But given what they've done with Hobbs' character in Hobbs and Shaw, I'm actually sort of not bothered if he doesn't turn up either. You know, because he's now he's now a totally different character. Um, so yeah, I don't really know how I feel about that. We'll see, we'll see. But you're probably right. You're probably right. Hmm. Um. But yeah, that, that's all I've really got to say on Fast Night. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah. I thought it was perfectly entertaining. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad Like the others, there was nothing... Spec- there was nothing... I said, I said like, nothing spectacular. There wasn't spectacular stunts in it, but yeah. I thought it stayed on the right... Despite how absurd it gets, I thought it stayed on the, on the just on the right side of sincerity. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. There were some sequences I thought were very effective in their silliness, like when Vin is fighting 6,000 people. I was very amused by that. I'm always... Um, and I said this to you. I'm always keen yeah. for Vin Diesel to just go apeshit. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and that bit where he does go apeshit. Yeah. And just start trashing things. I'm just like, yeah, this yeah. is this is what I've paid my money for, you know. I have to say, I thought the flashbacks in the movie were quite effective, and I enjoyed them. I liked those sequences. Uh, I thought they were. They okay. gave it a bit more heart. They gave it a bit more heart. I thought yeah. I quite liked them. I, th- now, I thought they were fine. Um, but I'm in the back of my mind. I'm sitting there going, why haven't we heard of um this brother up until now? Oh, because they just thought of it. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, but, yeah. That, but they've done stuff like that before, so I sure, couldn't really sure. get too upset about that. You, you just you have to yeah you have to put all this crap at the back of your mind and just like sit there and just watch stuff blow up, which I'm happy to do. It's just like the the thread of sincerity that they've continued through the main series. That sort of stuff almost betrays it a little bit, and it would be nice if they just didn't make it so fucking obvious that they were making it up as they go along. Sometimes, mm. you know what I mean? It would it would make it a little bit easier to buy into it. Having said that, I still sat there perfectly entertained. I was really glad that we went to the IMAX for it. I was like, "Yep, yeah, you know, this absolutely need to see this in the IMAX," um, and I was really glad that we saw it together. And yeah, just I I had fun with it. I had fun with it, but I but I I wish, I wish I could turn off every little like sort of, eh, really though you know, um because it's not about that. Yeah. It's just it's it it doesn't qualify even thinking about it really, you know, as a series. Speaking of films that don't qualify thinking about. Oh God, yeah. Whew. We we've both re- seen a very recent. The latest movie in the DC uh, movie universe, if it is indeed in the DC movie universe, I don't even know how that works anymore. No, and who uh, gives a fuck, really? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's a that mess. is James Gunn's long-awaited take on uh, Suicide Squad, which is called The Suicide Squad. Yes, indeed. indeed. Uh, I saw that last week, uh, and I saw lot, this uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I saw this yesterday. Uh, um, I'm not sure who should who should begin with this. I guess you saw it most recently. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, God. Um, basically, I went in, I mean, uh, first of all, this has been getting, like, rave reviews. It's been getting some good reviews, yeah. I, 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 the, the critics have, you know, really taken it to heart. That, um, 
made me feel good about going into it um, because I, w- I was, you know, I did not enjoy the first Suicide Squad. Um, and I was I really curious everyone. to see his take on it because, you know, both Guardians films um, yeah. I, I loved. I'll um, say again, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, probably maybe on a, on a certain days of the week, probably my two favourite MCU movies. It's at yeah. least, I, I, you know, I have some problems with the second one, but overall... Yeah. Very enjoyable films. Yeah, yeah. I and say. I mean, as, as, as sort of down on the MCU as you can be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you objectively... I, I, as I've always said, and I'll say it again, even though I've already said it on this podcast, yeah, my yeah. dislike of the MCU really doesn't mean that I think that the films themselves are necessarily bad. No. Because I have, I have made that very clear, that I think Absol- that the absolutely. worst they get... The worst they get is... Okay. Yeah. I would argue um, the telly. The telly. Otherwise, I do not like the telly very much. But the well, uh, think, <clears> films are <throat> fine. Like Ragnarok. even Ragnarok, which I dislike, I yeah. thought was okay. I could sit through it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And in but that Infinity Saga, uh, yeah. you know, there isn't there isn't yes. one that you could point and say bad. But the Guardians. No, there really think, isn't. There truly isn't. There yeah. is. There are no MCU films that I would point out and say this sucks. I yeah. wouldn't do that. But I think having not seen Black films, Widow yet. <laughs> to be, the, both Guardians films are, I think, yeah. you know, in the sort of higher tier. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Guardians Two remains the only time an MCU movie has actually wrung any emotions out of me. So yeah. you know, but that ending that. is fucking beautiful, right? It, it's, it's yeah, really it's, well it's great. It's really good. Um, yeah. So, and I and I have enjoyed. I mean, I can't really remember Slither, um, but it, it feels like one to go back to because I I, I remember it being kind of fun. Uh, I quite enjoyed Super. You know, I'm I'm I like James Gunn overall, right? I've liked his yeah. stuff. So I was really curious to see what you would do with this. And, man, disappointed. Really disappointed. I mean, the first thing that I will say, that film looks fucking ugly. I don't know if this registered yeah, to you. Yeah, that's, in- that's interesting that you say that, because I was going to say that exact word. It is ugly. You really? Oh, wow. Okay. Good. We're, we're definitely a similar mindset on this well, one. Then. I, 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 think, I think it's more than looks ugly. I think it is an ugly film, and mm. I'll get into that a bit later, because like, there is stuff... I'm talking had, purely on like aesthetic quality here. Like, it's very, it's quality. not, it's gross looking. It's, like, it's gross looking. Yeah. Why, why is this so fucking dark? Yeah, like, washed what, out as well. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, well, like when it actually stepped into like daylight scenes, I'm going, this looks, this looks really washed out, like mm. you know, grimy, and not well, to have an interesting texture. We're not talking like you know when you look at Blade Runner. And it the, the the noise like you can actually see the noise in the image and it looks fucking incredible. This just yeah. it, it was like blech. It was just uninteresting. Aluka. There was nothing visually that popped out at all, um, apart from uh, spoilers. Um, Starro at the end, which is the only thing in it that actually had a bit of color. And yeah. I'm sitting there. Do you know what? The whole time I'm looking at that, I'm sitting thinking about Guardians Two. And how fucking colourful that film is. I was like, what the hell happened here? Right? It's like, there was no colour in it at all. Um, Hated the look of it. Absolutely hated the look of it the whole way through. I... I, I could. I wasn't too annoyed with the look of it because every film looks like that to me now. I know uh, what you mean. I know what you mean because this is something which that sounds we've, we've, very yeah. cynical, but it's true. I don't yeah. think films no. look good anymore. Now we, we have talked that about that before, but it, but the ugliness of that film stood out yeah. to me as like more ugly than a normal film would be in in the modern age. 
when I, when I compare it to something like, and I'm not trying to evoke this to wind you up, no. uh, a film that we have talked about that I still don't think is an especially spectacular piece of visual filmmaking. Mm. Even something like the Christopher Nolan Batman films look ten thousand times better than this. I agree. I agree. The Dark Knight Rises, which I have described as big telly, yeah, looks ten times better than this. This I looks t- like. Yeah. Yeah. This just looks like a, it doesn't look like a film. It looks like a series of filters. Like it, yes. it looks like it looks ugly. It looks fake. I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, like um, what's the word? Yeah. Synthetic. Yeah, it, it yeah. looks like. See, it looks like everything is green screened, and it probably is. To be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the it would be green screened yeah. shit out of. Yeah. At least look, Christopher Nolan's Batman film. Well, like no, yeah. actually no. To be fair. The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises lack texture. Batman Begins actually has, you know, a, re- a reasonable. Amount oh yeah, of texture but compared to, compared to the photography in Dark Knight Rises, even compared to this, is fucking spectacular. Yes, no, I was going to say, like, as much yeah. as they lack texture, they are clean, yeah. crisp images. They they look, you know, I yeah. can see everything that's going on. Right, and the IMAX stuff was spectacular with the yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to get into that again. Purely aesthetic quality. Yeah. Also, Bruce could easily Bruce could get back. His Bruce, of course, he could get back. Okay, sorry, I'm not. We're not doing that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're not doing that. Over it. Um, so yeah, so that was my. That first was thing. like terrifying. I was genuinely startled by that. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Then oh, suddenly, good. depths of hell, demon voice. Man. Yeah. God, I didn't even have to do flip. Don't do it again. Yeah. Don't do it again. Okay, don't do it again. Okay, I, I don't don't mention that whopping great plot hole in the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> the role of the rest of this podcast is going to be me and Ken making noises at one another. It's just, it's just going to be white noise when we do that. It's just going to be like, what happened? <laughs> um, anyway, the Suicide yeah. Squad. Now, I would like to tell you what I hated about this movie. Please do, please do. Okay, because there are lots of things I hated about this movie. Go for it, uh, go for it. Now, I would say overall I did not hate this movie. I thought it was okay. I, I did not hate it. I thought it was all right. There were bits um, that worked for me. That I, I thought that again, I quite liked John Cena's character. I thought he was quite interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, but overall, uh, bit pump. Uh, here's yes. why. Now, one, I, when I said this is an ugly movie earlier, I think this movie is morally ugly, and I dislike that. Uh, oh, not because okay. I want everything to be perfectly innocent, uh-huh. but because I felt like the movie. Had this weird, almost fetishy, constant reinforcement of the. Now, this is going to sound super weird, but you got to bear with me. No, I'll, yeah. All the characters are horrible people, yeah. but then you've got the characters who are horrible people, but they kill kids. Yeah, and they constantly mention kids getting killed in this movie. It happens constantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're constantly like, "Oh, it's his kid. Oh, it kills kids." But then at the same time. They introduced the comedy character of the weasel, who is yeah. stated to have killed twenty-seven children. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, right. Now, okay, so either killing kids is funny or it's not. Which is it? Like, wh- what does it matter? Okay, you've got Amanda Waller's staff, who in one scene are sickened by the fact that she's using 
Idris Elba's Bloodsport's kid as leverage. In the next scene, they are taking bets on which one of the team is going to die, yeah. and they are acting like assholes. Which know, is it? Are they uncaring assholes or not? This is it. As soon as you don't create guys... any, sen- you don't create any sensation. They're being pushed to this point. They've worked with her for years by assumption. Yeah, but. What, where's the consistency there? Right. Why are they fagging this up? Like, why does the film have to be so fucking gross? What's this the is point? it. This is it. No, you, you're hitting a good point there. I want to make a, a point about her yeah. team, right? When they got introduced, right? I was like, first of all, the long hair guy, the way he is, reminds me of fucking Deadpool's best mate, who I found really fucking annoying in those films, right? Yeah. Couldn't stand him anytime he was on screen. You look right? like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's him. Yep, yep, exactly. The second thing about that team is like, oh, this is fucking Cabin in the Woods. You know, it's it's the sort of like, you know, the the, the bet making, the sort of glib witticisms about, you know, like um the, like the sh- the lack of uh, morality in it. The just everything struck me as just fucking glib and I got so sick of the lack of sincerity in anything that was being shown. I like I started really tuning out. Um, this was that was my big problem with the film. It was just that there was nothing to grab onto, in terms of like well, emotional investment. Ca- carrying on with what what we were talking about and what you're saying, like the bit I remember when I saw this for the first. Well, I say the first time, the only time because I'm not rewatching this shit. No, no, of course not. The sequence where Bloodsport and Peacemaker are walking through the village, sort of like one upping each other, trying to get kills so they can make each other like jealous or whatever it was. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And then at the end it's like, oh, the, the reveal is oops, you've just killed loads of innocent resistance fighters. Yeah. By accident. Lol. Yeah. LOL. But I'm going to work with you anyway because otherwise the film wouldn't work. Right. Like, I'm going to work with you who have just slaughtered about 15 of our very small army that we need. Right, yeah. I will now team up with you and become your friend and say you're doing a good job and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, sorry, what? And then, and then later, when Starro gets released, uh, yeah. The Suicide Squad is like, we are going to go off piece from our mission because we have to save innocent people now, which we now care about despite the fact we just killed like 15 resistance fighters. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, like, are they morally reprehensible or are they not morally reprehensible? Like, what do you want us to do? I, I, I don't... Like, you want to be earnest. You want to have sequences with Ratcatcher 2 sitting on a rooftop with her dad. Right. You want to have that weird recurring joke about Polka Dot Man's mum, which was gross and didn't work. But you also want us to not care about the tone, the consistency of the tone. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I didn't, I, I just, I just, no, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. No, I didn't there, like there, it. look, I mean, if you, if you want to do something about the, the shades of grey in terms of, like, you know, moral standings, right? Yeah. And and you have like you have a character like Ratcatcher too, right? Yeah. Who is ostensibly not a bad person, really. Like I liked know, her. I think she was one of my favorite characters in the movie. I quite no, liked her. I, in general. I liked her. Yeah. But it was like, give me something. Give me a reason to like her beyond just like you know a dead dad. You know, it just it felt basic. It felt yeah. like stupidly basic, and I th- I could only think that the reason that it was so basic is because they had so many characters to give yeah. time to that there was just no time to give her an actual character, and that yeah. really bugged me. 
because all the way through I am looking for someone to grab onto. You know, because we've like com just as a comparative point, right? We've we've spoken about how the the Guardians movies um can slip into that the way Joss Whedon um does in his writing sometimes where it's like you know there there will seem to be a sincere point and then it, he will undercut it with some a joke right but then what the guardians movies do is that like they they sort of they look for the sort of cliched sincere points undercut those and then actually build their own sincere points off the off the back of those characters right like that yeah. that moment where Groot sacrifices himself in the first one right yeah instance. like that really Comparatively, like, the moment where they all stand up, like they're going to go and do this, and then Rocket does the, and now we're all standing, you know, like you know, we're all standing in a circle kind of thing, and I'm like, okay, you've just undercut that, and then it brings its own sincerity to it. All the way through, I'm yeah. this, I am looking for that moment, and it didn't come. And well, I'm just like, okay, well, why do I give a fuck then? Um, another thing, another thing related to that, which I have to say, uh, yeah. genuinely, like you could have removed. Harley and everything she does in this movie could be removed and would not be missed in the slightest. Nothing would change. Like, I am not saying this because I hate Harley Quinn. I'm just saying the yeah. whole little weird subplot with her and the president was bollocks. It was, yeah, it was the bollocks. Speech, the speech she gives was boring bollocks. It was just pace-killing boring bollocks. She? But I don't understand why it was there. The sequence where she... Like the most annoyed I got by the whole film, uh -huh. the sequence where she's escaping and she's killing people, and then flower petals start flying off her ass or something. Yeah, I was like, "Stop sucking your own cock, James. This is terrible. Yeah, this is ugly, stylized for the sake of it. Like when Starro breaks out and there's that full screen shot of Starro, and then because that can't speak for itself, because you want people to know, look." I'm making a comic book movie that's silly and OTT. You have the legend Suicide Squad versus Starro appear on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. I'd established that. Yeah. You don't we, need to patronise me like that. No. Like, <clears throat> that's, a kid yeah. who... A kid, when you're making a movie that's... A kid's movie that's not for kids, mm. <clears throat> you need to treat your audience like they're not kids as well. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly, exactly. And this, this, is, this is what... Um, this is what I would, that that is the kind of thing that I was struggling with the whole way through it. Um, I quite liked uh, the opening scene um, mm. where they basically kill off a bunch of the Suicide Squad. Like you know, you, they you set up a Suicide Squad to then kill them off, and it made me think of Friday the Thirteenth. You know, where mm. where they establish a whole cast of characters yeah. and yeah. kill them off in the first fifteen minutes. I was like, mm. I might be in for a reasonably good time here because that was quite funny. Just just seeing them all get fucking minced and then realize that there's a, a backup team the flashback in the finale the fucking eight minutes earlier shit that pissed me off because that was a total pace breaker yeah it, I, it actively yeah. killed it and and it killed it at the point that i th i was beginning to pick up a bit of interest again when yeah. it, when when they discover like you know the, the whole thing about um the the government files and yeah, the when, when and, the, and the cover up. Yeah, and Peacemaker actually stops being just a glib asshole who talks about eating bags of dicks and shit, and actually, yeah. you know, you see, you see a, you see a tonal like shift in his in his personality in his character, and I was thinking, oh, this is picking up again. 
Yeah, he's, when he's, he's about to kill Ratcatcher 2, I was like, yeah. how are they going to get out of this? This is right. interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, quite exactly. engaged now. And right. he's already killed... Then, I forget the name of the other guy who he kills. Um, I liked that sequence. That whole fight I thought was cool. The only bit I didn't um, like Rick was Flag. the shot... Yeah, yeah. But the shot when the shot where you saw a part of the fight through the helmet in reflection, which uh-huh. I bet James Gunn thought was so clever. Yeah, yeah. I but agree. it wasn't. It just looked bollocks. Yeah. Um, but the, then, yeah, then then it's like eight minutes earlier, so you're like, oh, okay, if things <laughs> to be fine then. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. um, it, j- it just sucked all the all the energy out of it um, for me. Um, what else? Like the, that whole. The whole section basically after the opening scene up to that point was really boring for me. Idris Elba. Yeah. Idris, I've got to talk about Idris Elba. Idris Elba yeah, was, yeah. Was, was basically fucking um, more store Will Smith Yeah. Um, from the first one. Like, dead shot, Mark II, because we can't get Smith back. Um, I and, believe without remotest hesitation that that was going to be dead shot. Yeah, yeah. For, and it might as well have been. That's that's the thing. It's like, yeah. okay, not only are you just sort of carbon copying Deadshot from the first one, but not actually calling him Deadshot, you then make a joke about the fact that they've got another person on the team who does the exact same as him as well. I'm like, sorry, isn't the point of this that they should all be fucking unique? Like, okay... Peacemaker might have a more colourful costume, but if he's doing the exact same thing, where's the interest yeah. point there? Like, cut yeah. fucking... Idris Elba's whole character was just basically saying fuck. And I, I got so... I got I got really tired of hearing him do that. Isn't that... Yeah. I mean, does that feel like a strange point, or do you know what I mean? No, I kind of get, ex- I, I I get it. I got exhausted by his just constant swearing and indifference. Um... Especially like the the bit where his daughter visits, I mean that yeah. was that was painful. To listen. Well, I was thinking here's a here's a chance for some sincerity, I suppose. Yeah. and he's just like no, but no, no none it, of we can't be having sincerity. Not in no, because it, it's modern... funnier to be insincere. Um, yeah, not fucking god. I just and then that, awesome, man. and then at the end where she sees him on the TV, and she does that yeah. little teary like, oh, that's my dad. I'm like, bollocks, it is. <laughs> like it is actually your dad, but bollocks, you would have that reaction to it. Yeah, like the... well, no, it's just the it's just the usual thing, and I hate saying this because again, it makes me sound incredibly snobbish. Yeah, uh, that's just them going. Oh, hang on, uh, we need to hit these specific beats in the movie, and the movie's yeah. almost over now. So whatever, who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it feels shit. I mean, that was a cliched as fuck moment. How many times have you seen that in things like, you know, disaster movies and st- and stuff like that? You know, where where um, yeah, the, there is a troubled relationship that is then resolved because you know the the father figure or whatever does something ostensibly heroic, like it undercuts all the emotional baggage that has been there for like how many years of that relationship. We I've seen that so many times. I was so surprised that he went for that moment. Actually, just like. Really, I thought you were—I thought you were talented enough and clever enough to sidestep something as obvious as that. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was—I—I don't—I—I I have no real lasting faith in, uh, I guess, pretty much anyone. 
to, to make a movie that's good anymore. So, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I, so I, I when I said it, I'm, well, when I said at the beginning that I'm fed up with films, I meant it. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm bored of this whole thing. And, you well. know, the, the, the MCU, not that it's necessarily the MCU's fault, but the malaise that it's afflicted on the film industry, in my opinion, is just miserable. Miserable I mean, I th- shit. I, th- like, I think that is an unfortunate. Um, I don't. I'm not like I said. I don't think it's necessarily their fault. It's the, no. they're, they're, the fault is that it's been successful and done well for them. And yes, people yeah, like well, it. Look, I mean, but then everyone else has gone. Hey, we can do that. Right. That's it. it pick a yeah. trope, and Hollywood will fucking run with yeah. it. Yeah. You know. I mean, that, that's, um, that's the problem. Um, so I basically what I'm looking forward to now is the new Mission Impossible movie, which I'm sure will be fun. I, you know, I mean, that has been a solid series. I yeah. have, I have hopes that it will at least. I mean, I wasn't. Massively on board with uh, the last one. It felt like it felt like a sort of lower tier. Retread. Have you ever Have you ever revisited it? Because I honestly think it holds up really well. I have not gone back to it. I must say, yeah. but I you I might watched... enjoy it if you if you if, well, I assume you'll rewatch it when the new ones come in. So definitely, definitely I will. Yeah. yeah. But I what had happened is I had watched I had watched them all prior to again prior to watching Fallout. And it just felt like a lower tier retread of Rogue Nation, which I was really fucking impressed with. It just felt like they were going through, like there, there's a whole bike chase in the sixth one that I was like, they did this in the fifth one, and it was much more impactful. It it just felt like it was a bit, it was a slighter version basically. Um, but I ended up, you know, still enjoying the hell out of it, obviously. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to the next one, um, because those movies have been solid pretty much all the way through, apart from two, um. But this, there was, there was, I mean, King Shark. I mean, a film like, do you know, do you know what? Here, here's the thing, right? Yeah. My reaction to the whole thing basically felt like the first Hellboy. It felt like for a movie mm, that for a movie that boasts difficult, this difficult. kind of stuff. Yeah. This should be more fun. It should be more. I find it difficult to agree with that because I really like the first Hellboy, but yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. To it's, point, it, yeah. I find that it's okay. I find it perfectly yeah. average, but it's like it's better you, than bloody this feels. So oh much. yeah, but if you compare yeah. the first Hellboy to the second Hellboy, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like in terms of how fucking Gonzo it goes, you know. Oh, God, I love like, the second Hellboy, man. Yeah, it 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 doesn't. The, you know, there's no comparison. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. my reaction is basically like this should have been a hell of a lot more fun. And it's yeah. not as fun as it thinks it is. It's not as fun as yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's kind of a meme movie. It's all that stuff about bag of dicks that you mentioned earlier. It's all just right. like crafted around hashtags and like, yeah. Oh, what did, I can't believe they said this. You know, right. I, I, it, it it was. I mean, I quite like Peter Capaldi in it, although he was completely wasted. He was totally he, wasted. Yeah, he gave yeah. a really he gave a very entertaining speech towards the end of the movie that I yeah, thought yeah. was the he, high point he, of the movie by far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but overall, no. I mean, it was better than the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, by a by as a, is diarrhea. Well, the thing is, it was better than the first Suicide Squad by an uncomfortably small margin. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I was expecting, you know. Given that it was James Gunn, and given how much I've, I've yeah. liked his stuff, I was thinking like, oh yeah, this this is this will be great." You know, I really look yeah. forward to seeing what his take on it is. And well, I it think... makes me wonder if it makes me wonder just how much Marvel or Kevin Feig have their hands on his shoulders. See, I don't, 
I think my theory is I'm glad you yeah. brought this up because I was just leading into this because you were talking about restraint, right? Yeah. And I think what it is, it's not so much that, that Marvel is essentially, or Kevin Feige or Disney, are essentially controlling in any sort of aspect, but I think the yeah. the rating that they go for yeah. limits what you can do. Well, And in a way that this doesn't, and I think it's just, you can sort of, you can dance around certain things with a lower rating yeah, hint at stuff. You can, you can be sort of more subtle about stuff and make it funny because you're sort yeah. of alluding to something that you know uh, a reasonably savvy audience will pick up on. Here, without restraint, you don't need to do that. You don't need to be as clever. You don't need to be as sort of subtle, and and it's just like you can vomit out basically anything. And I don't think that fits in very well, <laughs> you know. Um, Either that, or because I don't remember Slither being like this, and I don't remember Super being like this, so maybe he is forgotten, because he's been out of this kind of style of filmmaking for so long, maybe he's forgotten how to deliver something that isn't just OTT bollocks, you know? Well, I wonder that, but then again, I also wonder if maybe I've got things backwards, and it's DC who have their hands on his shoulders going, actually you need to include this, and this. Oh, you think? Maybe. Because it's it's possible that they're the ones insisting, like, oh, actually, we need to hit this, we need to hit these beats, we need to hit this beat, that's, even though that it doesn't is, make sense. That is entirely possible. I mean, they might have, because the, you know, given the mixed reaction to the DC universe, uh, especially yeah. as well, um, it might have been a push to to go more absurd than maybe he would have delivered on his own. I, I, I don't know where the error lies particularly. Yeah. I mean, we could speculate on it all day, but the, the end result is that it was just it was just mince. It was just it was just yeah. like, it, it was, was a wet fart basically. It was, not, it was not very good agreed. Yeah. No, no. And I, I didn't even come out of it even reasonably entertained which is the horrible yeah. thing. I thought at least, you know, base level this will be like, oh, this, you know, just a bit of fun. But I could not stand how glib it was about everything, and as you say, the 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 moral the, the well, there was no moral core, but the the lack of morality in it, and the lack of sincerity in it, and that those two things compounded to make a really uncomfortable experience for me, to the point where I'm like, where's the heart? Where's yeah. where's where's the reason to actually give a fuck? I understand it's the Suicide Squad, right? But if you if you're if you're making the point aggressively that there are tears of badness. And that they sit sort of somewhere in the middle or something, then you need to show me that there is a reason to give a fuck about these people. You need to actually make the separation clear without just talking about fucking dead kids, <laughs> right? Yeah. You need to show that these are actually, yeah, they might be morally great characters, but somewhere in them they've got a vein of fucking humanity. There was no humanity in that film, apart from Ratcatcher who was just so basic and so overwhelmed by the other characters that I wasn't able to actually give much of a fuck, you know? Yeah. I think that's that's basically what I'm coming in. Yeah, well, I can only agree with all of that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It Bad. just wasn't good enough. No, it just it just wasn't good enough. Bad times, man. Bad times. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm genuinely sad because I was looking forward to it, but it was it ended up just being horrible. I really horrible looking film, a horrible feeling film and 
I don't know. I don't know what this Peacemaker series is going to be. You know, I mean, I almost certainly won't even bother giving that any sort of attention. Oh, it's they, they're making a series out of it, are they? Yeah. Well, I mean, did you stay for the post credits? Well, I mean, I flicked through to the post credits. But yeah. Um, well, they. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I thought they were just going to do a sequel or something. I didn't realize they were yeah, doing a no, series. Yeah. No. Um. No. He is. He has actually been working on. Um. At this point, um, a Peacemaker series for um, uh, HBO Max, the uh, the streaming service. Oh dear. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, don't care. On the back of that, just don't give any fucks about that. Disappointing. Yeah, yeah, very, very disappointing film. Yeah. Um, but our speaking our, of our, disappointing, yeah. I'm running out of time here, and okay. I got to stop. So, yeah, we, uh, we need to we need to wrap this shit up. Um, yeah, we're nearly at three hours, so okay, uh, excellent. One of our we'll shorter sh- ones. <laughs> yeah, we've still got plenty to cover, so we'll try and do another one next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, just whenever we can make it, but um, obviously it'd been a while. Um, thank you for listening, if you have, and if you haven't been listening, uh, fuck you. You won't be hearing this anyway, so <laughs> total pointless. Like nothing to address, really. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll try and keep these going. Hopefully. Um, you know there will be a, a proper one because we still got to wrap up the the horror run through. Um, yeah, when whenever we can, basically. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a, that's our hot takes. Thank you very much for listening to this kind of stew show, and I'm sorry that I got so upset about Marvel again. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening to the Kind of Stew show, and I'm sorry that as soon as uh, he mentioned that Dark Knight Rises plot hole, I screamed. You know, in just <laughs> furiously into the microphone. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> Can we have one more screen for the road? Um, not off the back of nothing. Okay, uh, hang on. Um, shit. Okay, uh, the wicker tree. <laughs>